What's going on? Happy holidays and perhaps Merry Christmas. Welcome to the 12th ever episode of ST Geek Podcast with myself, AJ, and with me as always are my dumb co-hosts. Peter, I'm not dumb. John, I'm pretty dumb. Yeah, I'm pretty stupid. <laughs> At least one of you. Over, that's fair enough. <laughs> so we have a cram-packed episode as per usual, but th- today we're going to be doing it a little bit differently because we have two huge movies that came out within the same week of each other bumblebee fuck, and i know right and aquaman and to celebrate we have a, a bottle of champagne so that's freaking bottles. awesome yeah, who brought the champagne by the way glenn okay glenn. yes yes actually in the, in the background you may not be able to hear them very much but we have our friends glenn and diego who have been referenced many times in this show uh glenn brought us a bottle of champagne so shout out to glenn um what's your handle on twitter so people can say shout out to you oh Random one S on uh, the number one that is on. Twitter. We had to take the ball gag out of his mouth. We have them both chained in the corner. <laughs> so we'll whoop him every once in a while. If you're a, whoosh, then you'll know what's going on. But anyway, yes, we have a double header coming up. But before we get to that, we do have some news we want to go over because we have some new damn trailers that came out, guys. Uh, what was the first one you wanted to bring up, John? Ah, uh, the Aladdin one. Let's just get Aladdin over with. Sure. It's gonna make a lot of money. Shitload of money. Disney's yeah. gonna just take all. Wait, of we money. talked about the trailer before, didn't we? Not. It's, well, it's the new screenshot. New tra- no, no we the, 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 well, we just watched but was a new trailer. New That's new. That yeah. was a new trailer. Yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah. It wasn't much. It wasn't much. It wasn't much more. But then again, again, like Peter said, though, there are screenshots that have yes, been shown that, that show the genie set. and yeah, Aladdin so, and Princess Jasmine. Yep. Genie or uh, Will Smith in full genie costume, and uh, it looks interesting. I personally don't care for the hair he looks like kazam just flat out yeah he looks like kazam you said it not me there we go <laughs> this terrible the hair. tell me i'm wrong he kazam looks like kazam hair? with a man bun kazam mm-hmm. both genies both great i suppose but um no, I, I i really like to think that will smith will bring really great charisma and pizzazz to the character for sure i mean obviously you can't do what Robin Williams did. So he's going to do Will Smith as best he can. And Will Smith is good enough a, for me. I think he's a good fit. I, I, I think so too. I if anyone faith. can do it, I just didn't really care for the costume look for him. Have you seen them, Peter? The shots? Yeah. Well, I've seen the the cover. Is there more? No, it's just like two stills. There's like okay. one still of like him crouching down, talking with a lad, and he's got the long ponytail going down the back of his head, which looks a little funky to me. I, but then before um, these shots were released to the public, though, um, there were people at another... I brought it up a few episodes ago. There was an expo where people got to see behind the scenes a new trailer. Mm-hmm. Not this one that we watched either. And it shows the genie in motion. And a lot of people had trouble with his hair and some of the costume. And now I can kind of see why. Maybe I was predisposed to opinions beforehand. But I could say that, yeah, I don't really care for the look that much. But again, I think Will Smith will bring the personality for sure. The look makes me wonder if he's gonna be that way the whole time and or it's gonna, he's gonna have like a genie form, yeah right? like if it's yeah. gonna be a deadpool-esque type thing where he's just kind of like breaking the fourth wall making modern day references <laughs> like the genie does in mm-hmm. the original or are they saving a cgi-esque he's genie for later shoe, shoe tongues or what or <laughs> yeah like i don't know sure we'll see mm-hmm. either way I'm pulls out excited. an iphone at some point or something <laughs> and like tweets his homies across the world i don't, I don't know <laughs> hashtag glad in 2019 yep yeah Never had a friend like me. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so there's that. The trailer was pretty fun looking, though. Again, yeah. the music was great. Uh, and like, I mean, it, it's hard to beat. It's been great. Yeah, it's been great. But now that <laughs> I guess they're just bringing it to like a modern era yeah. kind of sound, very orchestral, even more than it used to be back in the day. So, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm pretty excited to see what is going to come. Like you said, John, Disney's going to make freaking yeah, gonna bank in 2019. I, I got a question to ask you guys. What's up? What song do you hope is going to carry over? Because you know they're not all going to carry over. Prince Ali. They got to do Prince Ali Prince Ali's pretty dope. Yeah. 
Think Prince Ali. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. <laughs> yeah, I think the, the first song, um, Arabian Nights. Not, they, not Arabian oh, Nights because they do have that. When the when he's running from the. Oh, that's a pretty good oh, one too. Oh, one jump ahead of the henchman. Yeah. That yeah. one. I don't know what that one's called, but yes, I know exactly. That's what a great you're one. About. Yeah, that song's pretty Peter. awesome. Which I'd probably have to say the. Yeah, you're gonna be a chick, aren't you? Say what? It. No, not the freaking magic. No. Okay. There's nothing wrong with that song. No, I mean, I, I like it. that I'm song. I'll sing the girl All part. All three of us on this couch are going to cry simultaneously when yeah. that, when oh, that song Oh, yeah, happens. 100%. One like single tear. Like a baby. It's, it's, the, it's the Prince Ali. There's still one There's still one moment in that song that makes me laugh every time. It's the part towards the end where the guard's going, he's got the monkeys. He's got the he's monkees. Got the monkeys. <laughs> as a kid, that part tripped me out. I was like, what the hell were the animators? Their eyes are like brightly wide open. It cracks me up like, to this Jesus day. God. That, that is so <laughs> random, but I love it. Mm. I think actually when I was singing parts of the songs earlier, I got them mixed around as far as the lyrics go. But yes, all awesome songs. What about you, John? Did you say yours? Yeah, I did. The second song. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah. Good, good, good question. Actually, that'll be really exciting. Um, anything else you guys want to talk about with Aladdin, though? No, just that take my money. Yeah, yeah, take yep. my money. Uh, I'm excited to see what they're going to pull off with it. Next up, we do have Hellboy. Peter, opening thoughts. I thought it looked great. I was a big fan of the first two, and yeah. I like. Um, uh, How do you feel? Name? I don't even. Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, the original. Director. Yes, the original. He's not director. directing this one. No, no, he's not. I, I'm, I'm a little upset that he's not able to continue his yeah, his movies. Yeah, he didn't finish. He did a great job. It ended with her being pregnant, right? Yes. Honestly, Ron, Ron Perlman was getting pretty damn old for that. I, pretty, I think like, he was like in his 60s. Yeah. yeah. He was, such a good he was really boy, good. And those he movies, was amazing. Oh and my those God. movies in general are really good. They're, they're so good. The special well, effects are great. The, before a time, the practical effects yeah, are great. The true. story's fun. The, the character's lovable. Are really a thing. Yeah, exactly. Yep. It's really good. good but, but this one definitely looks like it's going to hold its own. Yeah. Kind of have a similar tone, but still be its own thing. I would love so, to. I'm pretty excited for it. No, for sure. If anything, though, I will say one thing that this movie is doing that the previous Hellboys didn't, they managed to make Hellboy look even less attractive. That's all I have to say. <laughs> I mean, it's nothing to DK Harbor, the, the gentleman that's playing Hellboy now. He's a great-looking guy, but the face makeup on this motherfucker You're not in a big red? You're not in a big red buff man? Buff man? No, they have horns. Men, yeah. they have horns, my friend. I, I'll, I'll, I'll never say no, but I never... <laughs> Don't knock but it till I, you try it, AJ. <laughs> Amen. You're, you're, you're I'll drink to that one real quick. Oh. How, about, how about you, John? Well, I t- yeah, I mean, he's red. I guess I'd go for that. <laughs> he's red. John 2018. <laughs> <laughs> Opinions. <laughs> Sorry. I just want you to become a professional critic. Like, uh, greatest movie of 2019. Blockbuster hit. A must-see. He's red. <laughs> he's red. <laughs> They gotta put that in the trailer. Please. I'm okay with that. No, it looks good. I'm excited about <laughs> it. Uh, is he buffer than the original? He looks I feel big. like that chest is huge. I yeah. think so. I mean, clearly. I, I mean, DK Harbor's a be, big guy though, too. He is, and he's pretty buff on a, on a, all on his own. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, it's probably prosthetics, honestly. Same same as it was with Ron Perlman. Not that they're not big. They're pretty big dudes. Or at least Ron Perlman was at the time. In their own respect, yeah, yeah. they definitely are big guys. I would not want to fight with them. Yeah, I've seen like the training you. Training videos on YouTube of David K. Harbor actually lifting for this role, mm-hmm. and so he was actually oh, wow. squatting okay. pretty heavy weight. He's been in training for a long time for this film. Well, he's kind of out of shape in Stranger Things, right? I, I feel like he's, he's got that dad bod going he's got on. The dad yeah. bod in that, but I feel like in between seasons, he's been working out for it though, because I think that's a part of his role in Stranger Things is that he kind of, you know, he's a big guy, but also to make him part of a more believable member of that town. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of a downtown kind of 
It's oh. a very easy going town. Not much yeah. happens, so he's a bit more laid a lot back. Happens exactly. <laughs> Unlike Hellboy, where you're the savior of the world potentially, mm-hmm. yeah, so to speak. So there is that, and then another movie that had a big trailer come out recently that I'm kind of looking forward to was Men in Black, starting starring Chris Hemsworth. I believe it's called Men in Black International. You're correct. Yes. Yeah. Because they're going to London in this yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what are you guys' feelings on that one? <coughs> I, uh, I'm whatever about it, to be honest with you. I feel like Men in Black did its thing. I really loved the rumors when they said 21 Jump Street was going to cross over. Yeah, I was really that sad was, that yeah, that yeah, fell down. through. Yeah, That, yeah. that would have made money. Because, I mean, there. I feel like, who's in it? It's Chris, uh, Chris, Chris Hemsworth. Chris Tessa Thompson, I believe, is the co-actor. Yeah, and I co-star. feel like it's going to be a comedy. Yeah, it's basically Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, but then again, so was Men in Black one and two and three. Those were all those had huge comedic, um, I guess, moments in them as well. I never saw the third one. Oh, it was okay. It was all right. right. But uh, I feel like it's gonna have the same kind of touch to it because from the trailer, from what I remember, it shows Chris Hemsworth with an older agent. So I didn't doubt it if he's close with them, then he retires, then he needs to get somebody new. I feel like it's gonna be the same shit. Which is why Tessa Thompson's character is saying like. She's trying to get into the MIB. She's been tracking them down for years. Eventually, she found them, and then she's able to kind of smooth her way into the organization. I do like how they're going outside of New York. Sure, yeah. I, again, I haven't seen the different. third, so correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, but it's all taking place in New York. More the same, just yeah. in the past. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it's which is fine, mm-hmm. but but in a world where aliens are coexisting with humans in a very secretive way, it's yes. it, it's it's. A lot more fun to branch out and see how different places of the world handle such a thing. Uh, and they, they, I think they really need to do something uh, outside of the box, something that they haven't done. And I think this is exactly that. Yeah. So I'm excited for it. Not a bad call, actually. I agree with that for sure. All right. Well, is that about it for trailer talk so far? I believe that was it. I yeah, think I think so. Cool. All right. Well, then we will move on to the uh, two movies we have to talk about a.k.a. Aquaman and Bumblebee. But before we get started, I just want to let you guys know, as always, if you ever have any topics or questions you want to bring up for future episodes, please feel free to email us at sdgeekpod at gmail.com. You can also reach us on on uh, Instagram and Twitter as well. Again, that's at stgeekpod. Always happy to hit you up or hit us up and read what you guys have to say for sure. Also, again, yeah, you have anything let us know we also throughout each episode if you happen to find little bits of an episode that you think are fun let us know you can use the hashtag quick bit as well on instagram and twitter let us know what bits that you can time code us as well if you want to find this episode on youtube also let us know what parts of each episode you want us to be able to feature that way we can make little mini fun bite-sized bits of each episode just little hey, highlights Jay, really it's fun are you making the fans work I'm just saying, <laughs> it sounds like he's putting hey, up the work. If you're gonna listen, you're you know, already you listening. Pay a bit, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. You're already listening. Okay. Let us know what part you want us to highlight and make an actual fun little video out of. We have like seven of them at least out there in the world right now. So let so us get know. to work, guys. Get yep. to work. Let us know. It's because AJ knows we're not gonna do it. <laughs> John and I are gonna do it. So Actually, John requested to. one recently, and which I, got I will. Rejected. Which I will. No, 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 no. not reject it. I have just been too lazy to actually do it. That but, sounds like rejection. That sounds like to me. rejection. Yeah. I actually think it's a really fun bit, and I and I already have like visual ideas of what I want it to look like. So don't. Well, I don't. Do fret. <laughs> That's why I'm gonna make it. You guys, you guys suggest He's not gonna it, make it, guys. Make it. He's not gonna make it. Give me by next episode. That's all I ask. You I heard him. You I all heard him. We all heard him. I'm out of school for the semester now. I'm good. Okay. I have only only big things coming up are Christmas Eve, Christmas. After that, I'm free for a while. Anyway, so we do have Bumblebee we're going to start off with because, again, Bumblebee and Aquaman are the two movies we saw this week. Holy crap. I thought they were pretty good movies. Pretty fun. Worth the worth the pri- price of admission, at least. Um, yeah. So what do you guys think Bumblebee was all about? 
how, how would we start off that movie? And we're going to move from non-spoilers into spoilers eventually. We'll let you guys know when we actually do that. But, uh, Peter, you want to start us off? Uh, sure. There's... A war. A, there's a war on Cybertron. <laughs> Cybertron's kind of turning to shit. It's the Autobots versus the Decepticons. I was surprised it started off just like that. I yeah, mean, me too. I was expecting I was like, a flashback. Optimus Prime within the first five minutes? What the hell? Yeah, that was I, cool. I thought he was going to be more towards the end, but that was a fun little surprise. Not really a big spoiler. Again, it happens within five minutes of the film. And they should, You see yeah. the footage in, in the like trailer. In the trailer, you see it. So. Exactly. Yeah. That's true. So that happens, and then Optimus Prime sends Bumblebee to Earth to set up a base while everybody just kind of retreats out of Cybertron and regroups. They all bail, yeah. Yeah, everybody bails. They say Cybertron is lost, and so they, he sends Bumblebee to, re, to set up a base on Earth and protect the Earth because it's their, their, their safe haven. It's going to be their new base. May, may I interject real quick? First of all, I just have to say that I thought that scene was pretty badass and well animated. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, the CGI was I sick. love that, on, that Optimus Prime was like a total leader. He was fighting off everyone that he could, sends Bumblebee on his way. He's just like, I, I don't know, I kind of geeked out in those moments. Any moment of those movies that has Optimus Prime in it, say what you will about the dorky storylines and some of the ridiculous action in those past movies. Past but movies. the highlight for me always is that Optimus Prime is just a badass, great, strong leader. Like in the end, he's just like the best guy in the world. Like. I don't know. He he just seems like a really. He's cool dope. Guy. I mean, yeah. he's, I mean yeah. he's kind of a murderer in the in the movies. He's I'm kind fine of with that, but he, he, he's kind but of he a ruthless such a guy. Cool way, but he does what he has to do because they the push him, the Peter. Because they push. I him. mean, he talks very well you and he speaks like he's noble and shit. But he's just a murderer. Like he he will kill I anybody. Mean, who so he's great at persuading people to to follow him, even though he's a murderer. Yes. Okay. Okay. That's very real. He's basically Grindelwald. Oh, if you think about it, I guess so. Just a little less Johnny Depp going on, but yeah, I feel you. <laughs> Which is always yeah, good. That's, yeah, that's right? fine. A little less bleach blonde ass hair, platinum mm. blonde, whatever that was. But anyway, okay, so he makes, Bumblebee makes it down to Earth because that's, again, the safe haven. They want to be able to rebuild, I guess, the Autobot def- um, resistance, if there, you will. Yes, exactly. Gotcha. And where do you think the story went from there, John? Uh, from there, he lands on Earth. Some shit happens. A, a nice little battle scene. Uh I'll talk a little bit more about it in spoilers, I think. Sure, yeah. Just get into detail there. But it's a, it's a nice little battle scene. I actually liked it. Uh, CGI is really great in this movie. It's super yeah, they, good. They did a I love job. how uh, they toned down the, like, the action compared to the Michael Bay movies. Yes. Which right there in that first, that second fight scene, you can definitely see... It, it feels a lot more personal because yeah. of that. It's not just Shia LaBeouf running around screaming, screaming. like a fucking maniac yeah. while robots punch each other in the background. Like, <laughs> exactly. yeah. Which so. is okay. I laughed. Yeah, it was uh, fun. It was good times. But but it, it gets it got after like really seven quick. movies. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, that's a fair call. Yeah. That, that was a really fun fight scene, especially because that was back when Bumblebee was still a warrior. And the reason I say still is we'll get into that a little later. Yeah, so then that happens and then you find out some people follow him. Some, yes. Some deceptive cons and uh what ends up he ends up uh they knock his ass out right well yeah to give a little detail there's a fight scene where there's a decepticon that follows him i i may get the name wrong for those of you who may know if you guys on the couch no, don't. I, well, don't. I, I wanted to say sidewinder but i'm probably terribly wrong You're, it's about definitely that. not sidewinder okay i'm not big on right. transformers a jet, not a not a helicopter correct because I thought Sidewinder was a helicopter, if I'm not mistaken. There was and a I, helicopter. And I, and I, you know well, what? Maybe you're... I thought Sidewinder was an Autobot. Oh, really? I, you know what? I don't... I, I shouldn't talk, because yeah. I really never followed the... Happy Java, guys. Got For you who is yeah. listening, who does know the Decepticon that fight Bumble, Bumblebee on Earth, or the first one to fight Bumblebee on Earth, let us know at BG Chava. Like let I'm, him know. I feel like my phone's going off. The, the episode Already, hasn't even released. Right? <laughs> 
<laughs> give us all the hate and let us know. But anyway, yeah, so there was you that say cool us, fight. But me. Yeah, but, but you know, yeah, we'll, yeah, yeah, you tell you us know, about yeah, it later. Yeah, yeah. As long as you're the one that gets the main hate, though, <laughs> you can take it. Yeah. You can take it. I'm the, I'm the punching bag. Exactly. No, you're man. our bumblebee. You can <laughs> save us. Yeah. Well, anyway, so yeah, in that fight with, with the Decepticon, the Decepticon is actually is able to rip out like the voice, voice unit within Bumblebee. I forget exactly what it's called, but essentially it's a voice module, if you will. And then from there, Bumblebee is able to recover. He rips out a missile from the Decepticon, shoves it in its face, and then it explodes. Bumblebee makes it out safely. However, the U.S. Army is with, or armed forces, is around while this happens. And while Bumblebee is trying to warn them, Bumblebee is still like an, an, I guess, a UFO, if you will. You know, it's still an alien of this world. And so the armed forces, led by John Cena, of all people, is uh, trying to figure out what the heck is going on. Bumblebee tries to tell them to get away. Bumblebee makes it out, but... in the end he has no voice and he ends up passing out essentially right like his memory core is shutting down and i guess he's pretty much just out of gas you could say he pretty much dies yeah he becomes incapacitated he like shuts down yeah and then he kind of just reverts back to to a car form and that's where he stays yes for a while one one main point of that i mentioned i kind of (laughs) breezed over real quick was that as he's passing out because he's exhausted and like blown apart blown apart from the fight he was in is that in in his i guess central hud you could say or his visual hud it is saying that his memory core is shutting down and then later on you figure out how that is actually going to affect him as a character and his development in this movie and so then from there he passes out goes in a car form as you said peter and what happens from there would you say after he goes in the car form i think we jump to Uh, the girls yeah we're introduced to steinfeld yes yes her character which is charlie watson yes I had to look that up on IMDb, thank goodness. I remembered the name Charlie, but yes. that's about it. Okay, so yeah, so yeah. she, we, we're introduced to her. She's she's a teenage, I had a hard time figuring out how old she was in the beginning until yeah. they flat out said it later on. She's super yeah. young, but I can't tell. Yeah, because I got the idea she was supposed to be a teenager, yeah. like, but then well, she, she is, had a job. But, so yeah. then I was like, what is she, how, why isn't she in school? Why is she working? Is it, maybe it's summertime, just a summer job? I don't know. Right. Like, we, we later learned that she's 18, but yeah, I had yeah. a hard... Anyway, it doesn't matter. No, um, yeah. So we're introduced to her. She's kind of a tough, rugged girl. She likes fixing cars. Apparently, that's a, you, you have to be a girl who likes fixing cars in, in, in Transformers movies. <laughs> if you're going to be a lead in the Transformers movies. I guess so, yeah. Megan Fox is the same way. Yeah. She knew more about cars than Shia LaBeouf's character. I don't know about the, the Mark, Marky Mark ones, because those ones were... Probably it doesn't matter. Why are we talking about this? Anyway, um, we're introduced <laughs> to her. She's a tough girl, and she's a bit she's a bit troubled. She apparently her father's her actual father's not in her life anymore, and she is having a hard time dealing with it. We don't know why right away, but he's just not around. Her mother her mother's dating some new guy, and she's not she's not happy. She's not ready to move on. And she uh, comes across the shell of Bumblebee's incapacitated body in the form of a bug yes yeah a BW Volks, bug. volkswagen beetle yeah, from like 88 or yes 87. Can, 87. Can I, I just want to bring up i thought so. it was kind of corny how it had the beehive on it with uh, the yeah not in a wink right as if we didn't already know who it was yeah true but i mean i guess and, and she didn't even like like I guess reference the fact that there were bees in the car at all or anything no she like just quickly saw it and then she got in the car then the bees kind of started to attack her, I guess, a bit. They started to fuck with just her a little quick. bit. Yeah, it was not a big deal. It was on. And then what happened to the bees? I guess she got them out, but it didn't show. 
Hmm. I have no idea. They got cooked within the radiator. Yeah. I hope they <laughs> them off. Who cares? That this is why we have a bee problem. I have peachy chava. Yeah. <laughs> Save the bees. <laughs> That's actually a really big problem. There should be more awareness about it. Save the bees. Yes, please save the bees. They're they're a vital part of our ecosystem. But anyway. Um, they protect us from the Decepticons. Yeah. <laughs> you can't get more vital to our ecosystem than that. Exactly. Uh, but she comes across Bumblebee's shell. Uh, she takes it home, or she repairs it, and then she takes it home. And that's when it's revealed to her that he's actually a, an Autobot. Yes. Which was pretty cool, actually. It was a fun little feature, and you realize that for some reason or another, obviously he doesn't have his voice anymore because, again, his voice module was ripped out. But on top of that, it, he's kind of like cowering in a corner of the garage once he comes to life and everything again, well, it, which was well, kind of crazy to see. I was, it, it was something I wasn't expecting, but it does make sense because his memory is completely gone. Yes. He has no idea who but he is or where he is. Being I down. totally yes. felt like it was a pet dog. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, kind that, of. That's exactly, definitely the way I felt. That's the way mm-hmm. I felt about this whole movie. It's like a boy and his dog, or if you will, a girl and her dog kind of film. You know, it was mm-hmm. like she trained him how to become, I guess, just a, a good person, really, which I thought was really, really cool. A good robot. It, it kind person. of, it kind of makes you kind of fall in love with the characters a little bit and kind of connect with their dynamic between each other. Um, they actually really start falling in love with each other, not in a romantic way, obviously, but just more like they really care about each other, like a girl and her dog would. You know? Yeah, yeah very much so. So the first thing I thought when Bumblebee first transformed was, how fucking tall are these people's house? Because he's <laughs> able to stand up straight, up straight and not even touch the ceiling. Uh, to be fair, he's not and he's one got of the a, bigger Autobots, but still, you are right. He's, he's at, still, least, at least like at, at least, least twelve feet, feet tall, twelve yeah. to fifteen, yeah. yeah, something like that. And he's able to stand up straight with no problem. And yeah. I'm just like, how? This What's house is not that big. Their, their living room was pretty tall as well, because I think he was standing up straight for a little bit of that also. But there's a angles. chance, a point where he gets into the house. He seems smaller in this movie compared to the previous. I feel one, like right? he might have done that. I feel I don't. I don't know. It's been a while since I've seen the previous ones, but I feel like he was always smaller compared to the other Autobots. He, he is normally smaller than compared to some of them. Maybe not the. What are the little mini ones called? I forget. I don't fuck that. Connect to their shoulders yeah, and all that. Yeah. The not. I forget. Again, if you know, let us know. Is it the Go-Bots? Pod. Gobots, thank you. Yes, I think ha, I nailed it. I believe that's what they're called. Yes. Again, if we're wrong, let us know at STGeekPod <laughs> and also at PG Chava. For those of you who don't, don't know, that's our co-host. You know what? Peter. If I'm right, also at me at PG yeah, Chava. Yeah, yeah, let them know. Let's get, get some positivity in my yeah. fucking <laughs> at. <laughs> For once, goddamn, that's real. Okay, so yeah, yes, that was that, real. That, that was that. That, no, no, yeah. That's the first time we've ever suggested, or you have suggested positivity toward <laughs> your own tag. I am not for it. I am against it. <laughs> Bring the hate. Goddamn. Fire and brimstone. But, so, yes. So, that is the case. Uh, as, as we mentioned, you know, he as and also as, as is shown within the trailers, you know, it does show Haley Steinfeld's character, uh, Charlie, bring up Bumblebee, teach him the ins and outs, you know, obviously that he can't be an Autobot all the time. He has to be in car form in order to disguise himself. And just to be able to move around in the world, because like she mentions to Bumblebee, that if people were to catch him, obviously there would be experiments done on him and terrible things would happen. And then the Decepticons, two of them that came from um, came from outer space, end up landing on Earth. They were able to find a Bumblebee or a symbol that Bumblebee was giving out um, involuntarily. Because remember, like one of the radio waves from Bumblebee ends up escaping and then I mean, they actually That's hear right. Yes. They, they are able to receive a signal, which then causes two Decepticons to crash to Earth to go find him. Because then they're able to figure out, oh, these are where the Autobots are actually going to regroup and then bring on the Resistance once they're, once they're able to recover. 
correct? Yeah. There's one thing I want to bring up yeah. before we go too long further, because we're sure. probably going to get to spoilers pretty soon. Okay. Um, John Cena is actually pretty good in this movie. Yeah. He's actually he's a, a great actor. He's actually yeah. a pretty good actor in general. Like, you guys ever seen him in Cockblockers? We did. We watched that for a little bit, actually. We, remember, we watched that together at Evo Weekend. Oh, crap. Yeah, you rented that I was a little... I think most of you guys fell asleep. I was the only one that ended up finishing it. That was a great movie. But he was great. He he was great in it. He's really good with with comedy roles. But in this, this, there was no comedy to his role. A little more stoic, yeah. But but he was still really good in it. Um, A lot of the times, I found him being the voice of reason. Like, some people... Like, um, he was always just like... What the fuck are you guys doing? These are robots. They're aliens. Why are we? Why, why are we? we yeah. Why are we working with them? Like, yeah. What's wrong with y'all? To give a little more insight as to what Peter's talking about, is that going to be in spoilers the, though? Eh, you guys want to move into it, or do you guys want to hold off a little bit? I do agree though. Yeah, you're right. It, it was John Cena's character is definitely <laughs> the voice of reason in the sense that why are we trusting beings that we don't even know and we don't know what their motives are? Before we get into spoilers, sure. I do want to say that Please. the the I think we talked about it briefly already, but the special effects are really really good. Yeah, they're oh, absolutely yeah. incredible. Great. And the fight scenes themselves are great because it's not just robots punching each other. It's actually there, there's some bits where they're actually like. Like there's fighting oh, like yeah like martial arts is yeah, actually I was gonna being say, implemented yeah, he's a grappler yeah. yeah like yeah bumblebee is awesome at fighting in this movie yeah. it's really cool to see like especially once his mask comes down and he realizes his true power like what he's capable of it's pretty intense from there yeah it's, it's really so, really cool. that's really good i'm glad you brought that up peter because i couldn't tell like i i haven't looked it up yet but I want to say this is probably performance capture for these characters. I was thinking the same thing. Because I don't know how they can ever design movement like that. Yeah. And a lot of the fighting moves were super brutal in this movie as well. Like, there are some mean punches being thrown and knees to the head and shit like that. It's pretty intense. It's but also yeah, worth... Me- Speaking of the special effects, it's also worth mentioning, in case you guys didn't know, that the, the character designs for the Autobots uh-huh. are... Uh, cartoon accurate. They're accurate yes. from the eight, from the More original eighties cartoons designs, and they look great. Yes, yeah, they look really good. It, it goes to show that you don't have to look like the way that they were originally designed for them to look good in such high definition. You know what I mean? Like they were able to pull off the eighties look, but still bring it to a new age era at the same time without making them look too too different. And they brought you know? back the noise. Yes. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty off. I noticed that a couple <laughs> times. Sorry. <laughs> but the thing. <laughs> they lost a spring on that one but yeah <laughs> but no yeah I, I totally agree Peter was there anything else you wanted to bring up before we move into spoilers uh, I think that was about it for me okay yeah. John how would you like to start off spoilers badass robots <laughs> badass fighting robots. each other I feel like <laughs> please I just need to bring this up I yeah. feel like Bumblebee took damage really easily well he is smaller like we mentioned yeah he's small he, like every person he fights against is bigger than him yeah. By a pretty big gap, too. Yeah. Even, I mean, even looking at Optimus Prime next to him was like, holy Who's crap, he? dude. You're like to his chest or torso. It was kind of mm-hmm. crazy to see. But yeah, like the two Decepticons It was like came Kevin Hart standing next to Shaq. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, or let alone Dwayne Johnson in that Moon movie they started together. What was that? Even I don't know. I never remember? saw it. No. It was okay. It was, <laughs> it, was, it, was right. it was I don't even remember the name. So there you go. Um, but yeah, I, I, I will say in, in their defense... He does take a lot of damage in this movie, but I mean, he is the only one versus. But even people even against like a good example is sure. in the second fight scene when mm-hmm. he actually sees John Cena. Yes, and he's fighting against the military. He's getting his ass kicked against the military, and mm-hmm. for the most part, they're just shooting bullets at him. And then like a car takes him down pretty easily too. I was like, oh man. Well, I could be wrong, but 
could that not be because he didn't have his memory back yet, or did he have his? No, memory this back was at that point? when this he, before he lost. This his is memory. right when he crashes into Earth and he runs into the army. Oh, you're right. You're like right, the right. army, are, they're fucking his ass up. But I mean, if you, I mean, he wasn't fighting back. He's not here to. I did. I did yes, and, I will agree with that. He was not fighting back. And, and yeah, he wasn't fighting back. But also, he was able to take pretty good damage. I thought at least. I mean, I mean he didn't it, die. I guess. To, to <laughs> that's what to, you mean. To how strong the metal is, or whatever alloy they're made of. Um, from the Allspark, that is, is that um, there's like a huge artillery, um, I guess, like machine gun on top of this Humvee, and it's blasting at his back, and he was just able to move around and maneuver just fine while getting shot. That's by a pretty good like point. And, and like, one, also another thing is that there's a part after that where John Cena, like, pulls out this gigantic handgun, yes. and is like, I'm ready to go, or he says some cheesy action line, nothing against John Cena, he's a great, funny guy. And all, and he's a cool actor and all, and all. But he says this whole thing, and he grabs a gun to make to look really cool. But it's like this robot just took gigantic artillery fire with bullets way bigger than that pistol can shoot. <laughs> what is that gun gonna do for you? Like, I guess it was a cool shot, but it's John Cena. I, I, what can't he do? I guess right. He could probably punch harder than <laughs> if guns he can wanted shoot, to. Right? Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Every time he came on screen, I just wanted to shout, John Cena. <laughs> He said it quietly to me like five times. Oh really? Yeah. He, oh, you heard that? Yeah. I thought the, I was trying to say it to myself. No, your body went right towards me. <laughs> <laughs> you were either gonna grab some popcorn <laughs> or say John Cena, and I didn't have popcorn, guys. Yeah. <laughs> At least he wasn't grabbing for something else. But I guess that's another time. Yes, that's another conversation. I think I'll time code that in case that was too loud and you have to like edit it down. I appreciate that, just in case. Maybe, maybe compensate for a few seconds, but anyway. Yeah. All right, so we're in spoilers now, correct? Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. All right, yeah, we are so... in spoilers. Um, Peter, you want to take it from here? Uh, What else, what else? Okay, so the Decepticons that come to track Bumblebee, yes. they trick the U.S. military or armed forces. I don't think they actually say what branch of the, the yeah, government they are. Armed forces, um, sure, military. They trick them into believing that Bumblebee is actually a fugitive from Cybertron and yes. that their their only reason for being there is to track him down and uh, bring him to uh, back to their planet. Yeah. Yep. So they end up actually teaming up with the U.S. military. The U.S. military gives them access to all of their satellites. Um, oh, and a, they make the interweb. And they make the Not interweb. Not in guys. Yeah. That yeah, was so... Right. No, he literally, no, he literally, he literally said, said... They made the interweb. Something like that? He or said yeah. they're, they're connecting all the data oh, from all across yeah. the world. They're, they're making the... Yeah. He says they're... Like com- some kind of interweb. So thanks, he says, to, yeah. thanks to, inter- to Decepticons, we now have the yes. internet that we know today. Yes. Oh, wow. All okay, hell cool. at Decepticons. Oh, yeah, right? We oh, should yeah. be praising them if You're right. All right, and you know, and again, this is what we're talking about, or that Peter mentioned earlier, as far as John Cena being the voice of reason. Because again, the only reason, or I feel like the biggest reason why we even allowed the Decepticons to deceive us is is that um, there is a scientist within the military that's around the whole time, and he's so fascinated by interstellar beings that he wants to bring them in and have them share their intelligence, and we'll share our intelligence with them as well to make it one kind of kumbaya state of mind, and you know we can learn from, learn from each other, so well, to speak, he actually, while also serving justice. He gets the um, on their side by ignorance i guess you could say yeah. something we well, did not so bring something them. we didn't bring up was this movie takes off in the 80s yes 87. so so he brings up um about the cold war yes and he said I, you know yeah. If, yeah. if we don't do it first they're gonna go to the, go to the, the russians, russians and yes. we're gonna lose the cold war so because everybody was paranoid about that shit yep, back yep, then yeah uh, and yeah. Th- that was an inter- interesting thought but at the same time again this guy this scientist guy was like totally 
I guess, infatuated with the sense of these higher beings coming to Earth. I would be. And so he was willing to do whatever he wanted to share intelligence with them. However, John Cena, as Peter mentioned earlier, was saying, like, we don't even know who they are or what their true motives are. Why should we even give them this kind of access? And so while the military says we'll give them limited access, they were able to pretty much look at whatever the fuck they wanted. Yeah. Let's be real. Like, they, yeah. they, they looked at whatever they wanted. Whatever they wanted. Yeah, yeah. So it was kind of interesting to see that that was the case. But again, it kind of made me appreciate, like, that was the voice of reason for sure. Like, the whole time I was like, yeah, yeah, listen to this guy. He knows what he's talking about. Uh-huh. Why are we letting them, them see everything, essentially, that we're capable of? Uh, so then, okay, moving on then. So shit happens from there. Like what? <laughs> uh, Bumblebee ends up giving away his location by sticking his finger into an electrical outlet. Yeah, that's right. And yes. they're able to recognize his energy signature, uh, the Decepticons, that is, mm-hmm. because they're connected to everything. And so they find out where, he's is, where he is. They go hunt him down. Uh, they take him captive. They try to torture him to find out where Optica, uh, Optimus Prime is. And, <coughs> excuse me. During and the torture. During the torture, yeah. it, uh, a hologram message goes off that was uh, that Bumblebee had. From Optimus in, Prime. From Optimus Prime, informing the the listener that that was going to be their new base. That or that they were uh, the Autobots were all going to regroup on Earth. Yes. So... At that point, they they presumably, uh, or the, what appears to be a death blow to Bumblebee, they just shoot him flat out right there. Yeah. And then they go to a nearby radio tower to broadcast to the other Decepticons that this is where the Autobots are going to be and to bring in the reinforcements. Yep, that way they can destroy them once and for all. So I'm going to just take it, I'm going to take it back a step. Yeah, please. Sure. They blow up the scientist who oh, uh, yeah. wanted the... Turn him into Destroy water. The way they blow him up is really cool. It was pretty violent. In we a way. we saw like, it a bit oh. earlier in the movie, but it's really cool. They basically just turn, turn a human into body into water. Yeah, it was they explode into thing. just a look like a booger. A, and and, and like before that. the scientist dies, he warns John Cena. He gets on. The oh yeah, yeah. He was able to let. And he's him like, know. shit's going down. Right. Harry. Boom! Right. <laughs> water everywhere. <laughs> yep. Pretty much, yeah. He was like a giant bubble. I would have loved to hear an, uh, a, a sound bite edited in there. Just like a little... Whoop. I, I, <laughs> I love that one of the Decepticons actually say he popped. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I like the way these humans pop. Yeah. I think is what he's it's, saying. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's so terrible. But yeah. So then that does happen. Um, we don't... Yeah. I was going to say, we don't really get any, I guess, Autobot resistance from them. Uh, other than Bumblebee. It's, again, it's, well, it is... About Bumblebee. I, I loved all. it because this was more story driven. Yes. With like four actions. A lot more heartfelt for sure, too. Yeah, and it just shows you you only need three robots mm-hmm. in the long run instead of like fucking 70 of them shooting yes. each other. I did very much that the scale was actually very much toned down. It, mm-hmm. Again, like I said earlier, it was a lot more personal. We follow the story of, uh, of Charlie, yes. the female protagonist, yeah. um, a, a lot more than. Any, uh, any of the Autobot stuff. We oh, actually follow sure. her journey through this whole thing and w- what the things that she's struggling with more so than the actual Autobot Decepticon uh, problem. And honestly, it made me care about what was going on a whole lot more. Like, I didn't need huge explosions. That's all fun and all. And they do have that. There are great action scenes as we talked about earlier in, yeah. in, this, in this show, in this episode. But they do it and they do it sparingly and that make it really count when it does happen. And so, yeah, overall, I just think this is a much more heartfelt experience. And it made me just care about everything that was happening to every character. Like, I felt for Bumblebee, who's a damn robot with feelings. I felt for Haley Steinfeld's character, Charlie, and every and all of her family that had all their own quirks and, I guess, issues going on as well. Yeah, so Haley Steinfeld's character, yes. it, it's revealed it, 
after some time getting to know Bumblebee and kind of like ra- I say I guess raising him as the little puppy that he sort of is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's revealed she reveals to Bumblebee that her father actually died of a heart attack mm-hmm. and that she's been struggling with it ever since. And so Bumblebee's kind of like her something of a coping mechanism for her. Like she 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 her father was into cars and he's what got her into fixing cars. And so uh, just having this car slash robot friend is, is kind of her way of, uh, of moving past that. Yeah. Good observation. I agree. Yeah. She was actually able to just have a friend cause she didn't really have, didn't really show her having any friends at all. Like everyone kind of teased her that she went to school with and stuff like there's that. There's even, well. a, there's even a point where the stepdad <laughs> sort of takes a blow at her for that yeah he like his intentions are good he gives yeah. her a book that basically says smile, smile more, more. <laughs> and, you'll, and, and then he talks to her about how like you'll make more friends and you'll yeah. you'll be happier person and you'll you'll see that the people around you are happier because you're happy and she's just looking at him like you're a fucking asshole yeah, like you don't even get me and yeah you're, you're oh, and then, and right then the mom she gave her a fucking helmet and said this might not be law but this is our law bitch i'm 18 right yeah. exactly <laughs> I mean, it's it's okay. I mean, she's she was a cool mom. She cared and everything like that. But yeah, she does have a little bit of like a question to her, I guess. But that's something we probably all felt at eighteen. I would say, at least me personally. But I think we all kind of go through that rebellious stage as well. Oh, and the champagne is being passed. Referenced earlier. <laughs> so yeah. So from there, we do have Bumblebee that was tortured. He's pretty much killed to what we know. And then Haley Steinfeld and her. I guess co-protagonist, this guy that kind of flirts with her throughout the movie. He's a pretty fun guy. His name is Memo, I do believe. Yes. Um, they mm-hmm. go and find Bumblebee. They figure out where he's at in this military base. And they're trying to revive him by shocking him with these guns that they have that kind of, um, what's the word, incapacitate um, Autobots. Yeah, they were used earlier to, to take Bumblebee down and bring him in. Mm-hmm. And I got to say, that scene was actually pretty emotional it was kind of hard to watch it was hard to watch yeah because it's, it, it's just her like he he's he's lying there motionless completely dead and she's trying to revive him uh by with by basically um shocking him shocking him, shocking yeah, him. Like, like a like a defibrillator, defibrillator. there we go i was Thank trying to think you. of the word yes i was stuttering i couldn't get it out. Thank <laughs> you. yeah like a defibrillator uh, exactly. and she tries uh, several times and he's non-responsive and she eventually just kind of gives up and it's actually really sad for a moment i legit a thought like are they going to leave him dead? Right. Are they like, how is he going to come back? Are but the reinforcements supposed to come and make yeah, this exactly. ending better? I, I was expecting, I was expecting at some point that we were going to get more Autobots to come help him out. Right. But, but it never happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, eventually, like after she gives up, uh, she kind of starts to, to weep and like, uh, and mourn her loss. But then in the background, you see Bumblebee you see, actually does. You uh, see those cold blue eyes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I just thought they were kind of kind. They're so round and oh, bright yeah. and everything like that. But yeah, and again, then, he's a puppy. Yeah, he's basically. And then when he gets pissed sweetheart. off, you know he's pissed off. That one scene Speaking where his eyes of which, which is turn right red. This. Yeah. yeah so yeah, Bumblebee is revived. He gets up and everything like that. He's okay. He shakes it off, luckily. But then the military comes and they still think he's a threat because all that they all that John Cena's character heard was that from that scientist that got blown up was that these Transformers are bad essentially you know they're plotting against us they're, all along they're, to paraphrase and they're going to destroy the earth or something like that because i believe they they effect. say that uh, and the a scientist overhears it that they're just going to wreck the entire earth exactly so and so the military just sees a transformer and so they try to fight the hell out of uh, bumblebee bumblebee's distracted and John Cena obtains uh, charlie Hanley Steinsfeld's character but then like she's resisting him and then is able to get like a lucky jab to his gut and then John Cena gets pissed off by that throws her to the ground just because he's pissed he just reacted kind of violently Bumblebee sees that and his eyes for the first time become like deep red 
and completely pissed off. And you kind of get like uh, Iron Giant feel from it in a way. Like all of a sudden he just goes all out and the artillery fire, artillery fire goes crazy. And then from there, yeah, kind of wild. Yeah, he was kind of yeah. he was kind of scary in that moment, honestly. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Even to see. even, even uh, uh, Charlie, she, she sees that like Bumblebee stands up straight and he has glowing red eyes, and immediately she kind of takes a step back. She's like, "Oh fuck, something's something's wrong." Right, clearly. And yeah, he goes all out in a, in a rampage, and it takes her to kind of calm him down eventually. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. Sun's getting real low. Sun's getting real low, and then from <laughs> there, uh, the other two Decepticons are able to pinpoint where they're at at the radio tower so then bumblebee goes and a great fighting scene comes from that with him taking on both of them with some help from there from uh from charlie yeah well he does he takes them both on but one at a time yes i feel like together he would have gotten gotten his ass kicked he already kind of got his ass kicked through those two fights but it was just really cool to see him at kind of outsmart them uh each i guess in a way like he was able to kind of trick one of them by blowing him up with some chains that wrapped around his inner core and, mm-hmm. and he, he just rips it. Yeah. You think this is going to... Yeah. Is able to ca- also cause like a giant tsunami, <coughs> if you will, from uh, breaking open a dam, a which dam, then yeah. crushes the, the Autobot, causing it to rush, get, get, I guess get rushed by water and then smashed and blown up against a ship as well. That happened to get pulled in from the dam. It was all kind of crazy, really. This is, this is one of the things that immediately after that, this bothered me a little bit because there's a okay. So the girl, uh, we, we earlier on it's it's revealed to us that she's actually like a really good diver. She was like a, she's yes. she has gold medals for diving. Mm-hmm. And then there's a part in the middle of the movie where she sort of gets peer pressured into doing a dive, but she backs out because the last time she dove was in front of her father who was now dead. So it kind of just brings up bad memories. She yeah. couldn't follow through with it. Well, and but... so this moment. After the water washes away, kills the bad guy, and submerges Bumblebee, she has to make that choice to dive in and save him, which she does. But then, what the fuck did she do? She just gonna say she just swam up to him. Yeah, he need to be saved. I'm sure he would have just got up. She just swam up to him, touched his chest, and then he's like, "Okay, I guess I'll live now." And then they both swam up. Yeah, that was a little weird. But yeah, I mean, it was nice that she came for him. You know, she. She overcome overcame her much. fears and her demons within herself. Yeah, I, was, I get that it was there for, yeah. to complete her arc. Full but it, circle. Yeah, but it didn't. Was it necessary? You said that. You said that out loud when she did it. You were like oh, yeah, full, full circle. <laughs> John and I saw the saw Bumblebee together. So yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, we're, yeah. It was full circle. Nah, it, was, it was a little. <laughs> you saw it coming again. Could she have pulled him up herself? Obviously not. So what could she have done? The power of will. Like, maybe she wanted to be there in her in his final. It moments. is the '80s. It was the power of love. There you go. Exactly. Back to the future. Unless you were a for Russian. You. Right. So, <laughs> just to jump ahead a little bit, there are, um, you know, we're get, we're kind of running long. We still have Aquaman to cover Jesus. as well. So we will get into the, just saying that, like, okay, yeah, happy ending and all. It's great. Bumblebee survives, but then they have to kind of go their separate ways. Haley Steinfeld's character, Charlie, you know, realizes that, you know, she has her own people she has to take care of, a.k.a. her family and herself, really. She's still kind of recovering from her father, but she's a much better person now in a much better place. And she realizes also that Bumblebee obviously has a greater purpose and mission in life, which is to defend not only Earth, but his family, which are the Autobots and the universe, really. Yeah. And so that is the case. And then for the end credit scene, it does show uh, Bumblebee meet up with Optimus Prime and the rest of the Autobots, which is really exciting as well. Well, not really the rest of the Autobots. You do see them crashing down to Earth and that they're all actually <coughs> going to start up a base on Earth. And maybe part two will come. Hopefully so. So I was talking to John about this sure. because it was from what I after seeing the movie. Well, I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit. Sure. So, from what I understood, this movie was supposed to be a prequel. And there's mm-hmm. bits of it being a prequel. Like, yeah. it definitely fits in 
most of it fits into the narrative of the previous movies in that yeah. he he loses his voice and he talks through the radio. He learns to do that throughout this movie. Uh, Charlie kind of teaches him to do that, sort of. Mm-hmm. Um, but that scene in particular, when he meets up with Optimus Prime and all the other ones come down, yeah. that straight out retcons what happened in the first movie. So that essentially makes this movie a hard reboot. A whole new reboot. That's yeah. what I took this as to be. Yeah. To, to Which be I'm with, fine with, be because this is hands down uh, the best Transformers movie there is. Not that the other ones were... It didn't have a lot to, to live up to. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, but, it's hand, but it's not just because the other ones were crap. It's legitimately a good movie. A great movie. Yeah, yeah I agree. Totally. Yeah. A lot of the comedy lands, too. We didn't talk too much yeah, about the no, comedy. it's a funny movie. It's very fun. It's definitely kid-friendly. It's PG-13. Yeah, there family. was a kid that s- sat behind John and I. I don't know if it bothered you as much as it bothered me, but he uh-huh. kept making comments, and, like... It was annoying. It was annoying well, as all fucking hell. I'm oh, sorry. my God. That kid was driving me crazy. This is why crazy. I don't like movie theaters. This is why I don't like kids. <laughs> I also don't like kids, but I especially don't like movie theaters because of this. Because you have to deal with that, yeah. Sure. I kept like giving the side eye, like turn him and like shut and it doesn't up. it doesn't do anything. And then whoever the fuck the parent was wasn't saying fuck. shit. Didn't give a fuck. It was pissing me off. That is pretty messed up. I don't know. Maybe the kid control your kids, parent. people. Yeah, something like that. Please. You don't need to smack them. Just like right? just be just like, hey, just a quiet. Yeah, yeah that's it. Movie, that's honey. it. Yeah. Like that. Don't let them fucking keep on talking because then I'm gonna get up and you know For all tell them shit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Goddamn. So overall, then, would you guys? What would you guys rent, uh, rate this? I should say, skip, rent, buy. Well, it's very. I wouldn't hmm. buy it, but I'd say buy it if you like Transformers. Fair. Fair rating. I'd agree with that. It's a very good movie. It, you you it would has enjoy it. a lot it. of heart, a Without lot of a doubt. comedy, a lot of good action, it a lot went, of good special effects. I oh, think yeah. a movie... It ticks every box for me. I think a movie is great if it just... It's a breeze. You yeah. sit down and then before you know it, it's over. And that's the way the movie felt. It didn't drag or anything no, like that at no. all. It was just bam, 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 we're done. That was actually a really good experience. I, I personally... I, I dig what you're saying, John, in the sense that, yeah, overall, I, I, if you're a huge Transformers fan... Go out and buy it. You're going to be very happy with it, I think. Um, I I'll personally think I'll buy this one. I think it's a Blu-ray keeper. What about you, Peter? I think it's a highly recommended rent. Okay, fair but, but just But like John said... don't miss it. Exactly. You defi- it. definitely Watch see it. it. It's it's very enjoyable. And especially if you didn't like the other Transformers movies. This one's just not ignore, like that. Yeah, ignore all of those. They didn't happen. Right. I mean, they happen, sadly. And but. if you like the other Transformers movies, you're wrong. And this one's better. <laughs> so we'll like this, this one, one also, so, yeah, to say, yeah. so to speak. So yeah, I'm, okay, cool. Well, that about does it for Bumblebee. If there's any last things you want to add later on, that's fine. But we are now going to get into Aquaman. This is another movie we need to talk about for sure. Peter, what was the movie about? Okay, so... Peter came professionally, guys. He has a notebook. Yep, fancy I actually writing. did some 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 work for this. He's making me look bad. It, uh, that was the plan, really. That's the <laughs> only real reason I did this. Okay, so it's the not so specific past. The Queen of Atlantis flees the the kingdom and ends up washing ashore near a lighthouse. The lighthouse keeper finds and cares for her wounds, and they fall in love, have a child. Aquaman. <laughs> she, uh, Great. She has to return to protect her family from the from harm, uh, where uh, where she was then sacrificed, but not before she bared a child for the king that she was actually fleeing from. Yes. So she has to return. Um, the king there, uh, she bears a child for him, and then she is then sacrificed to the trench, I believe is, is yes. what they refer to. That, that's all they tell you for, at that point on. Yeah. We flash forward to modern day. The child has grown... Uh, um, the child that she bared for the king is now has grown up and become the king himself mm-hmm. and is hell-bent on waging war on the surface world. 
So after Aquaman's father is nearly killed, Aquaman is then convinced by Mira, a fellow Atlantean, to travel to Atlantis and take his place as the rightful king to prevent the surface world from being harmed. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. And then insanity ensues from there. <laughs> yeah, essentially. Yeah. Um, overall, I thought this movie was pretty fun. We'll get into more of the specifics Infinity now, I think. Um, totally cool. I thought it was pretty cool anyway. It was a fun little origin to the character. At least you, at least they kind of breezed the origin somewhat quickly. And then you kind of learn about... Okay, I mean, you realize that this movie is definitely part of the DCEU for sure. Like, they reference well, they, what happened in, in Justice yeah, League and all yes, that. Yes, they do. Briefly, though, it's yes. like 10 seconds. Which was fine. I, I'm happy she with says it. You, it got you, to be its own story. You battled Steppenwolf, yes. I think is what... Yeah, yeah, exactly. They do bring him up in that, yeah, he was victorious in that. Not that... He really did much against Steppenwolf until Superman came along and, and then, saved the day. But and yeah. then there are certain scenes where you'll see uh, newspaper clippings and they talk about Superman. But I think they say like an alien from the sky or some shit like that. Yeah. So it, it happened. Mm-hmm. It, it's pretty cool. It's all connected and all, but loosely, I guess. You sadly, could say. sadly, it's connected. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose so. So we know some other critics in the, in the room that would probably think differently, but that's different, all right. Yeah. He's silenced. <laughs> oh now they're up okay. they're struggling against their chains right now trying yes. to trying to get a word out may I please have some champagne I, <laughs> I didn't insult the movie you love okay. so the so the first so the opening scene when we're giving the backstory of Atlanta um, mm. the queen of Atlantis it's really damn AJ got got right now I got got Go ahead. <laughs> um, he uh, there's actually okay well first off I didn't realize it until later on you're a bastard Glenn Go but <laughs> But Nicole Kidman and uh, the father of uh, of Aquaman, they yes. looked really weird, and I couldn't figure the out why DH. until later. And I that's when I realized yeah, that they were DH. DH. I personally thought they looked okay. They did an okay job. Maybe not Marvel good, but still pretty good. I had this very same conversation with Glenn earlier, actually, and I think the reason. Okay, so. Nicole Kidman's de-aging, I think, was handled pretty good. It wasn't yeah, as notable. She's still super pretty, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> that might be too it. Much for her. And then the father was the one that felt a little odd. Yeah, yeah. I can agree with that. And I think the reason being, and this goes back to the Marvel thing, with a lot of the de-aging that Marvel does, it's yeah. always with actors that have actually been around for decades. Oh, so sure. they actually have a lot of or footage re- of them. Reference. Yes, as a reference mm. point. Whereas, and they, the same Fair thing point. goes with Nicole Kidman. Yeah, Whereas the father, um, maybe he's in more things than I realized. Yeah. I only know him as uh he's Django Fett in the Star Wars yes, prequels yes. and that's about it so I feel like maybe that's why his de-aging was a, it was a looked a bit off sure didn't have much as much to work with from the past yes I mean well, he could probably give them like I guess put pictures but if there's not a lot of footage what could they really I, yeah, work I with exactly felt very awkward about it oh, really? especially in the scenes where you it, it's just a weird thing I noticed but his ears they looked, oh, really? Yeah, they looked really awesome. And this was the first time I had watched it in the Dolby Cinema, the mm-hmm. AMC Prime. Oh, you so, went to go? You went? You yeah, went Dolby Cinema? I, yeah, I went okay. to go watch it. So I couldn't tell if it was the the quality of the picture or if because he was DH. So for like five minutes, I sat there. I was like, "Wait, is he DH'd? Is it the quality?" <laughs> Is that dog real? <laughs> I didn't know what was going on anymore. But yeah, he was the age. Gotcha. Yeah. That, yes. That, well, yeah. Are, are you done with that? Because I was yeah. going to move into something else. Okay, move. So 
that first fight scene with Atlanta. Yeah. Immediately, awesome. I was like, "This Great. is fucking yes. incredible." Nicole Kidman's character, Atlanta, was awesome. That was one of my favorite yeah. scenes in the movie, oh, for sure. With, with the exception of that, the de aging that we kind of just shit on yeah. a second ago. Uh, <laughs> the visuals are incredible. Yes. And the choreography and cinematography is just as incredible because that fight scene alone, the way the camera yeah. follows the action, totally. and the way that uh, Atlanta's like twirling in the air, sometimes doing like spins and kicks, like it is, it is great. Yeah. She's not just a queen; like she earned her title oh, as yeah. a ruler. For sure. She's really, really awesome. Um, and again, the reason why she's having to, to fight these people and defend herself is that she's being summoned back to Atlantis, whether she wants to or not, to be able to bear the child of the king. Yes. Yeah. And, and yeah, her resistance is amazing. It's super fun. They're super well choreographed. Dope. I gotta say, and well mm-hmm. shot, She for kicked sure. their asses. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. They stood no chance. It was awesome. It wasn't until she realized, like, yeah, if I don't go back, then... Obviously, her son and her husband are both going to get killed. So, in order to avoid all that, she decides to just go with it and goes back to Atlantis, you know, whether she wants to or not. Yes. So, that, that is the case. And, Peter, where do we go to from there? Um, so, we're introduced to Aquaman mm-hmm. as, as as an adult, as we know him now. This is it, we, we flash forward to modern day. It's post-Justice uh, League, as, as they reference it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> we're actually introduced by uh, to Aquaman in the same way that at the same time that we're introduced to the character that will become uh, Black Manta. That shouldn't be a spoiler. It's in the trailers. You, yeah. you should know that. Um, who's actually really cool. I really like the way they handled Black Manta's motivations. Like, they, they really... Felt, you really feel it. I felt like it was very superhero-esque. The uh, way how so? Had, I don't want to ruin it, so maybe we'll talk about it in spoilers. Okay. It's like why he be, he took the, the mantle of being this bad guy. Okay. I felt like it was very superhero-esque. Okay. Sure. Uh, but, I, but I think the actor, who, who's, who I'm not very familiar with, um, no, I, I thought he did a very good job. You you feel the emotion that, that behind everything that he does, especially yes. after his introduction. Um, uh, yeah, so I just thought he was great. Uh, Aquaman... In that scene, when he's, he's uh, again, this is in the trailers, he raids a submarine, yes. uh, which is where Black Manta uh, is. Because he knows that they're being held captive. Like yes. The, the submarine is being, I guess, overrun, you could say. Yeah, it's being overrun by pirates, which yeah. is which is what Black Manta is. He, he's mm-hmm. like the, the leader the leader of like a, a submarine pirates, I guess. I didn't even know that was a thing. But <laughs> fuck it. We got alien people. We got Aquaman. Why the fuck not? We submarine got pirates. Submarine pirates, yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, Aquaman... It's something I couldn't stop laughing at in this scene. Sure. Not that it wasn't cool, because it was. Again, the action was ver- oh, yeah, done yeah, very well. But they kept having like like swooning shots, like shots that were very specifically made for people for people to go, ooh, Make Jason sure Momoa, perfectly lit yeah. And, and like he walks through the, he walks through steam, and he like makes smirks at the camera, like right. it's ve- <laughs> like it's very he was much smoldering the whole yeah. Time. Peter wrote all of these notes down, by the way. Yeah. I have time yes. codes for them if you guys, yeah. Yes. For sure. It's nice. Momoa. That's yeah. why I watched it. <laughs> the Momoa factor. Yeah. yeah. I need me some movie. Momoa. <laughs> yeah. Momoa, Momoa. Mm-hmm. For sure. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. And again, like you said, that was a really cool scene of him taking back the submarine and freeing the, the people that were a part of it as well, the army that was in there. That was really cool to see that he was able to... Just, I mean, they obviously stood no chance. He has beyond superhuman strength. And not even the, black, the original black man was able to have anything against him. In that fight. So where do we go from there, Peter? Well, after that, Aquaman uh, reunites with his father. They go out to, to have a drink. You can tell that they're close. You can tell they're very close. Yeah. I actually like the, their relationship very well. You yeah. can definitely feel how much they care for one another. Mm-hmm. Um, it's revealed to us that Aquaman resents 
Atlantis because he he because they killed his mother mm-hmm. after she had returned. Um, uh, so they're at a bar, and I gotta say, I didn't think I would like this Samoan biker slash surfer bro vibe that they were going for with Aquaman. Yeah, but. It actually works pretty it. well. Yeah, it actually it. lands a lot. Yeah, a More so character. than in Justice League. I think the reason it didn't work in Justice League is because he was so different from the rest of the characters. Sure. Which made him stand out, but at the same time, we didn't get to know him in Justice League very much. Right. I, if, no. if anything, I would have I would have preferred this Aquaman first, come out and, and then, then Justice yeah. League. I, yeah, I would agree. 100%. For whatever reason, they chose to do whatever they did, and, uh, you know... For better or for worse, it is what for it worse. is. They're fixing things up. They've made some they're mistakes in the past. They got, they're putting some, some, yeah. you know, some oil in it, in the machine. They're working it. It's getting there. Yeah. It's not BVS. We got Shazam coming. It looks good. Things are happening. We got Wonder Woman 2 in the pipeline. Oh, yeah. It's happening. Birds of Prey. Also taking place Joker. in the 80s. The 80s but, are well, still Joker's a thing. Joker's kind of weighed beyond anything. But still, <laughs> The 80s are still making a comeback. It's been a thing for the past few years, yeah. and it's still going strong. I didn't even mention the 80s, how 80s... Um, Bumblebee was for mostly that with the music. The music was like eighties hit. 80s well, the cars, I suppose. I mean, it is. It does take place in the eighties. Yeah. So, I mean, it of was course. it was a fun factor in Bumblebee. Definitely... But anyway, let's move it back to Aquaman though. So, Momoa, yes. yeah, yeah, Samoa, Momoa. Momoa, Samoa, and Momoa. Uh, so He's yeah, Hawaiian actually. <laughs> is he? I would just Whatever. say that I want Samoa of Samoa of uh, Momoa. Oh, Samoa, you okay? Momoa. You know, I'm not okay. Momoa, Samoa. Let's get that. Let's get that yeah, trending on. Yeah, from Honolulu actually. Really? Yeah, do you know he's 39 years old? He looks younger than that. I thought. He's 39? Oh my god, guys, I'm out of shape. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we knew that already. If you ever want to feel Shit. bad about your current age and realize an actor is older than you, but in much greater shape. I still got time. You still got time. <laughs> yeah. You can look like that when you're 39. You got like nine years to catch up. Yeah, you got yeah, this. yeah. I, okay. You got this. Let's do it. You already got the beard thing kind of going exactly. on. Or you did at one point. Right. Yeah. I, and I got the hair. Oh, yeah. yeah. Let's do it. All right. Cut me. We're going to get some Samoan Momoa. <laughs> Mission Momoa happening now. Momoa, Samoa? Momoa me. Hashtag Momoa me. For John. All right, moving All right, on. Let's do this. <laughs> moving on. So. Um, more, bash, more bad hashtags. <laughs> <laughs> so I think the in this scene in particular, I think it's a good time to bring up the comedy. I think the All comedy right. actually lands very well yeah, for, for the, the most part. part. Yeah. For the most part. There are moments where it gets really... <laughs> Just really, it, it just falls flat for me There's entirely. There's stuck in my mind, but you guys. There's a few that st- stick in my mind, which I'll bring up later. But yeah. uh, but yeah, for the most part, it lands uh, very well. He, he, uh, Aquaman's a very kind of chill dude, I guess. Like he's very, he's just kind of like having fun with everything that he does. Super lighthearted, yeah. Yeah, which is pretty much how Jason Momoa is in every interview. From what I've I understand, him. yeah, that, that's he what he looks himself. like. Yeah, pretty much. He just played himself. Yeah, and it and it worked in sure every better. aspect. Yeah. Um, I remember when he got cast as Aquaman, I thought that he it was kind of a waste because I thought he would have made a better Lobo yeah, if he was going to be in the DCEU because I know that those the, the, there were rumors that a Lobo movie may or may not have been made. But I got to say, he really kills it as Aquaman. Yeah. yeah Absolutely. He made him cool. Yeah. He, he did make him <laughs> yeah. cool. Like, back in the day, Aquaman was kind of a joke, joke. to be Not kind of. He was a joke. Like, sorry if you who are listening happen to be a big Aquaman fan, an old school one at that. But, I mean, there's a reason why a lot of people kind of think of he's a, he's a laughable character, you know? Yeah. He was a joke in Entourage. He's a joke now until Jason Momoa, really. So, and, he, yeah. and he's an absolute badass. Yeah, no, for sure. Super charismatic character. Like, they picked the right actor for the job, for sure. He made him fun. Yep. And, and it obviously doesn't take itself too, too seriously. Like, I mean, this movie has serious tones to it, for the better. Um, but when it is funny, it's fun. You know, it's cool. Yep. 
So then where do we go to from here? <coughs> so after this, it, we're introduced to... Um, I forget what his his name was. I've just been calling him Ocean Master. Uh, Patrick Wilson is the character, but he did his character was Ocean Master. Yes. So we're introduced to him, uh-huh. and uh, we learn that he he wants to wage war on the surface world, as I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, and but in order to do this, he actually has to unite the seven kingdoms of the seven seas, and so that's his whole. He, that's what his that's it. That's his goal, so that he can again wage war on, war on the surface world. He has a meeting with. Um, Somebody, he's the king of Atlantis. Should probably mention that. I think I did. Who cares? I'm mentioning yes. it now. He's the heir um, of the throne of yes. Atlantis. Yes. So he's the current king of Atlantis. He's meeting with a king of a different kingdom, which I forget the name of. Uh, uh, well, the, he was a uh, king Nereus. King uh, Nereus. Uh, but I remember the name of the kingdom. Yeah. I there was. Uh, yeah. They yeah. they threw a lot. There were several kingdoms within the under within under the sea. I guess the underwater stuff and the Atlantis yeah. stuff felt very Games of Throne ish in the sense that they. You could definitely tell that there's a lot of history between these people. Yes. And there's a lot of, uh, um, how do I say this, tradition and... Uh, I guess formalities, would you say? Yes, that, yeah, exactly. Sure. And so... There's respect between them to a degree until this Ocean Master guy kind of starts to maneuver some things. Yeah, we'll talk about more, more yeah. about that in spoilers. Ooh, but but it. yes, he yeah, definitely seems... He, like, he's, he's very by the books, like by tradition mm-hmm. and, and all those things. And so... Uh, we're introduced to him. Uh, they both get attacked by a, a submarine a, as they're having this meeting, and that's when uh, the 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 king that he's speaking to is convinced. Like, okay, I I will uh, join you in your uh, in your endeavor to attack the surface world. Yes, yes. So that's one kingdom that this guy has on his side. And the reason why he does do that is because there's a submarine that interrupts this huge council that they're having. Yes. And randomly at that, like, what the fuck? They're, there's these Atlanteans speaking, and all of a sudden a submarine comes out of nowhere and shoots torpedoes There's actually, there's like four different moments in this random. movie where there's just a random explosion out of nowhere. <laughs> and it's, and it's made my girlfriend jump every single time. Like, <laughs> nice. it just scared the shit out of her. You it was hilarious. She's pretty jumpy. I, I wish I could have seen it. Yeah, <laughs> it was awesome. it was pretty funny. Well, as random as this submarine randomly attacking this, I guess, underwater kingdom um, council, you start to realize later on in the movie why it was so random. You know, it didn't just happen just to happen. Like, it wasn't just humans. Oh, they happened upon these underwater Okay, creatures. we'll talk about more of that in spoilers. I'm, I'm just saying it. I just wanted to defend the movie in that right. At sure, least. yes. It wasn't as random as it seemed. Yes. <clears throat> okay, so that happens. Um, in retaliation, Ocean Master, whose name I don't remember again. Yeah, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna be calling him that the whole time. What's his title? Uh, yeah, uh, he sends a giant tidal wave to Earth. Uh, that's the tidal wave that almost kills Aquaman's father, and uh, he ends up being saved. Uh, Aquaman's father, that is, ends up being saved by by Aquaman yes. with the help of Mira. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and that's when he decides to uh, listen to Mira. Mira's been trying to convince him. Even in Justice League, they 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 communicate. He's he's tr- she's trying to convince him to come back to Atlantis, and so that's when he finally agrees uh, to to go back to go with her and uh, see Atlantis for himself. Yeah, I thought that was actually pretty cool too. Like once you actually see, I guess the special effects that went behind Atlantis, it was pretty neat. Like I yeah. don't know, I've, I've always kind of really nerdy of me to admit, but within like. I guess nerdy stuff like gaming and, and like just old lore. I'm really kind of like a water archetype guy. So to see stuff like that was really exciting. Um, for those of you that play Yu-Gi-Oh, Yu-Gi-Oh nerds, there's actually... Um, Fuck uh, your mermaid some, deck. Yeah. <laughs> there's actually an Atlantean race and then this other race called Mermail, 
which are like all people that like live under the water and stuff like that. Really cool character designs to a degree. And so that was a ride up my alley. And this movie reminded me of those cards and the card art so much. It was actually really exciting. Two out of our five listeners, I'm sure, are really enjoying that. Uh, hey, you know, if you like Yu-Gi-Oh, let Peter know at PG Chava PG Chava. on Twitter and Instagram. Let him know. Let him feel it. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Uh, moving on. So uh, she he goes with Mira mm-hmm. uh, in her ship to go to Atlantis. And that confused me for a second because I'm just like, they can swim. It Where looks like they, they can swim, swim faster there, yeah. than these ships. Yeah. And so I was like, what? Why? What's even the point? I was able to. Okay. The only way it made sense to me was I, I can only assume that them swimming at like super speed is s- similar to us sprinting. Sure. Maybe it's just exhausting. So makes they just sense. preferred like it's like to just get in this vehicle instead. Yeah. That's the only way it makes sense to me. Maybe in the comic books they explain it. I don't fucking know. Do they even have underwater vehicles in the comics? I don't. It, I don't know. That's a At PG Chava. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Let me know because I <laughs> genu- genuinely don't. Uh, but anyway, I I will say that I really like how they handled scale in this movie, particularly at the entrance of Atlantis. There's like a a bridge and mm-hmm. <coughs> and just the arches and the the statues are very very huge. I like mm-hmm. the way throughout the movie, but especially in this scene, how they how they really um, make you feel how big and how grand yes that these set pieces are sure and it's great again the visuals are incredible it's very stylized it's very colorful Mm -hmm. uh, which is something that the dceu needs because a lot of their (laughs) movies especially the earlier ones the the worst ones the the bad ones you mean the the terrible ones Wonder Woman's yeah. Wonder Woman's not. It's a little bit more colorful than the rest. Yeah. But anyway, it, it's it, it's it's great. It's better off for it. Mm-hmm. You don't need to be have a gray filter over everything. Uh, Zack Snyder. I almost forgot his name for a second. Right. Well, Zack Snyder. I think a lot of people have at this point. No offense, <laughs> oh, all the offense. Damn. Okay, right. so uh, Mira takes him to meet with. I don't remember his name. A Willem Dafoe's character. Oh, I'll pull it up right now. His character was. Nuitis, but they more, more so called him Volko. Volko, yeah. okay, I'm, that's what I'm going to use, because I'm not going to remember that I, other that's one. That's his last name, <laughs> but I never heard Nuitis once. No. But Volko, I heard over and over okay. again. Yeah. Volko, who is actually um, somebody that Aquaman's uh, familiar with. He's actually something of a of a surrogate father to him in a, in a certain way. Like a, he, he raises Aquaman. Uh, he, he teaches him the, the Atlantean side of him uh, throughout yes. his life. There's a lot of flashbacks in this movie. Even though yeah. it takes place mostly in modern day, there's a lot of flashbacks to Aquaman as he was growing up as he was a kid. And again, Folco's there teaching him about the history of, of Atlantis and also teaching him about his abilities, what he's capable of as an Atlantean. Um, so, they, so he's very familiar and very close with this person. Yeah. And they handled those flashback scenes really well. Oh yeah, yeah, they were great. They were very smooth. It wasn't dream sequence into... Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Sequence. Again, the cinematography yeah. is incredible in this movie. Yeah, it was yeah. really. Fun. It is really good. The way they transition from uh, flashback to modern day, and it it is it is great. James Wan did an incredible job, and he he he's never done an action movie to my knowledge. Oh really? He's, he's mostly doing horror. Oh, that's right. You, you oh, are. You are like absolutely the, right. The machismo of action. You're about movies. to get a lot of <laughs> heat for you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. God damn. Yeah. Right. Which, no, I, I do agree. Though it was cool to see the Volko kind of training, and he does kind of mention like he, he shows him one maneuver that essentially is like a 
impenetrable water shield, if you will, by using a staff. That's a real martial arts move, too, by the way. The way that you move his hands to twirl the staff like that, it's, yeah. It seemed believable until a certain scene near the end. That that got a little intense as far as the hand movement goes, but I don't well, doubt it did look like it was made of martial arts. Yeah, sure. that was really cool. But uh, but anyway, he meets uh, Mira takes Aquaman to meet with him, okay. and he explains to Aquaman that in order to unite the seven kingdoms, he needs to find the trident of what the heck was his name? Oh, uh, Atlan. Atlan. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Which is like the, it was the, short for Atlantis, the most yeah. it may be, but it was like the most renowned ruler of Atlantis ever, something like that. He was, he was the, the first king. king. The first king of Atlantis? Yes. There you go. There okay, we great. go. The very first. Okay, cool. Now, not just Atlanta, just the entire ocean, I guess ocean, you could say. Or he's the first ocean master, if Yeah, you will, because after perhaps? he fell, I believe, is when the kingdom broke up. Ah, touche. Yeah. I didn't catch that. Yeah. Okay, cool. Cool. All right. <laughs> nice. Uh, nice. I got Glenn's approval, by the <laughs> yes. way. I looked at him, and he gave me the approval. He's nodding his head. The he can't see us because he's blindfolded, but he's nodding his head. He's agreeing with us. <laughs> Um, Moving on. So, um, so yeah, uh, that's. Uh, he also shows Aquaman that they have a device of some sort, of an ancient recording device, who, which they believe to be uh, will be able to help them find the location of the oh, trident. Okay, yes, I do remember that. Uh, immediately after that, uh, they get attacked by uh, by soldiers in the Atlantean army, I guess. And Mira and what was his name? Vol- Volko. 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 Uh, they have to flee because they can't be seen. Um, they can't be seen there with Aquaman. Yes. With for reasons that are explained in in, in the next scene, actually. Um, uh, again, very awesome fight scene. <laughs> very good. Like just, I can't stress enough how good it is. The cinematography and the action and the choreography. It's all great. When um. When Aquaman ends up like going one on one with like the squad leader dude, oh sure, like it's it is great, mm-hmm. it, and uh, similar to Bumblebee. Now that I think about it, there's real martial arts being yeah. handled in these action scenes. It was really it's really, watch. especially Jason Momoa. I'm I'm curious. I, I he was he's always been a big guy, and I know you see like a lot of monta- like a lot of uh, social media stuff of him getting fit for the role. Sure. But I'm very curious if he actually did martial arts training. A lot of his stances and a lot of his movements. Some of those are probably uh, stunt doubles as well, but it right. was it was very it was very believable. I wouldn't doubt that they would put him through some sort of training because just to make the scenes look as believable as they are, it shows that they probably had to put him through something like that. Yeah, a lot of good choreography, of course, as well. Yeah, so that was great. Um, mm-hmm. So, but he actually ends up losing, and so he gets taken prisoner and then gets brought to Ocean Master, yes. who is his little brother. Yeah, we find out. Who is Ocean Master's plans? That's all right. Move along. Move on. It's okay. <coughs> it zoomed in a little much. Um, don't worry about that. It's okay. So yes, he's brought to Ocean Master because he has to be able to prove himself. I, I guess you could say. Anyway, just to jump ahead, he does have to go on like a one-on-one match to prove that he is is worthy of having the throne over Ocean Master. Because apparently, a lot of people believe that the Ocean Master, his younger brother, is just a giant asshole. So Ocean Master's name is apparently King Orm. Well, yeah, I wasn't gonna correct you, Peter. That's but right. Go ahead. He he wouldn't become Ocean Master until he ruled the seven. I kingdoms. I I did yeah. know that, but I just couldn't for the life of me remember his so, name. So, so I you went just... you went with the easy the yeah, cop out. Exactly. That's all right. It's all right. It's what it says on Google anyway. Okay, not so so deal. King Orm. Yeah, it, it it's not until he reunites the seven uh, kingdoms of the ocean that he would become the Ocean Master. Yes. yes. Until they agree that he in the comic books yeah. he's Ocean Master. So that's just what I've been calling him. Um, <laughs> King Orm. So don't at me. For that one. You can have me for all the rest of the show. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go on. Uh, so, so 
Um, King Orm, the, the actor that plays him, I think did a great job of portraying him. Yeah. You feel a lot of the rage that he feels towards the surface world, and uh, especially in the in the follow up scene that we're talking about, he's very charismatic and he's very like he 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 knows. He's very royal and regal, but also kind of menacing. Like he plays to the crowd, he plays to his people. Yes. Like it's so, it, similar it, to Grindelwald in a way. Yeah. I guess you similar, could say. charismatic yeah. in front of people he needs to be in front of, but then ultimately you don't know his. They don't know his plot. His yeah, true motive. I guess you could say. I think they're pretty clear on his motive of taking care of <laughs> taking of attacking the surface world. Oh no, that, that's true. I mean, he's able to convince all the other <laughs> kingdom that kingdoms that that's what he wants to do and that he needs their backup. Yeah, he doesn't convince them. He wrecks them. That's true by force. That is true. Yeah. Well, except for the except, first. We'll, we'll get more to that yeah. in the spoilers. Yeah. Okay. Um. But, but yeah, he he's he's actually I loved him in this role. He he was very he was very good. Yeah. Sure. Um, I agree. So after a back and forth between them, he again Aquaman is brought before the, the King Orm, who is his little brother, half brother at that, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it we learn that I think this is when we learn. Maybe they mentioned it earlier, but uh, Volko is actually the king's uh, advisor, mm-hmm. and that Mira is also there, assume presumably her, her, his advi- his advisor as well. Yes, um, it may or may not be revealed later on what, that there's more to that. Sure, but. Um. Uh, where was I going with this? Uh, oh yeah, you have so to fight eventually. Yes, and so Aquaman basically challenges the king and says, "Hey, like I, I, I challenge you for the throne." Yeah. And it, uh, King Orm accepts the challenge. Sure. So he's being challenged to the throne in a formal battle, and so they get taken to what they call I, th- I think it was called the Ring of Fire. Ring of Fire, yeah. just like Finding Nemo, if you will. I kept yeah. saying the Ring of Fire. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I kept thinking of the Johnny movie. Cash song. I didn't even think about oh, Finding Nemo. Oh, really? Yeah. I just figured it's under the water, like Finding Nemo and Ring of Fire and all that. And it's like a it's like a testing ground or coming of age kind of thing that you have to do yeah. to become a ruler. I just it was too many parallels. For me. <laughs> That's all. It's and not, not to mention, Willem Dafoe was part of both movies. As oh well, yeah, I forgot about to that. Think about that. Yeah, so it was kind of silly to me. Uh, one thing I, I did like about that part of the movie was that. Um, King Orm, his trident was his father's, which had never, he said, he had never seen a loss. Oh, yeah. that was really cool. It's always been victorious in the hands of who's been wielding it. And But I forget who, or what trident the Aquaman was wielding. But his mother's. They, his oh, mother's, okay, yeah. yes. The queen. They went through so much trouble to get it, and then it ended up not being worthy of the battle, and ultimately, Aquaman gets his ass kicked in this fight. Like, he puts up a good fight, and King Orm is ultimately, like, he, he has a challenge against him, but... King Orm's trident, his father's trident, wins and it destroys the other one. So I was very curious uh, about how they were going to handle underwater action scenes in this movie. Mm -hmm. And it was at this point that I realized they might as well just be flying. I was going to wait until spoilers, but this is more proof that Dragon Ball Z (laughs) can't. That's exactly what actually happened in my notes. I was wondering why you had DBZ in parentheses. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. Yeah, I I thought that. I was like, wait, you just changed the water to sky? And it's Dragon Ball Z, 100%. Nice. Yes. I'll take that. I didn't even think of that parallel. You're yeah. right. Oh, my God. That's pretty cool. All right. So then, you guys, are you okay to get into to spoilers now a little bit? I see that you have Tone Shift uh, highlighted. I'll get to that. Please. Let's, let's move well, let's that in. Real quick before we get into... Real quick before we get into spoilers. Okay. Um, 
there's a moment right before they actually go into the Ring of Fire to battle mm-hmm. that Aquaman uh, talks to King Orm and says something pretty heartfelt. He's like, "There was a there was a time where I was actually very excited to meet my little brother." Yeah. And yada yada yada, and uh, now he's a dick. And now yeah. he's a dick. <laughs> yeah. But I thought like, oh, like. He, I like that Aquaman wasn't so one-dimensional. Yeah, he actually has feelings. You know yes. what I mean? Like, not only was he sad and depressed that he never got to really know his mom very long mm-hmm. at all, he's only known his dad, his family, and also he realized he had a younger brother and he wanted to be able to get to know him. Yeah. Yeah. It actually brought some heart to the character a little bit rather than just being, ooh-ah, the whole time. Without a doubt. For sure. Okay, so spoilers? Spoilers. Let's get it. Okay, spoilers. About so, right minutes. after this... Um, okay, thanks, kid. I forgot to write these down. Um, so... Uh, Aquaman loses this fight, his mother's trident gets destroyed, and Mira, who was also revealed uh, in a previous scene to be uh, the the queen of Atlantis, she's actually, well, the future queen, she's betrothed She's a princess to... of, the, of one of the other kingdoms. Is she? What? Yes. Oh yeah, yeah that's right, Marius. that's right, yes, you're right. And she's, she's supposed to marry uh, King Orm and become the queen of Atlantis. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, very Kings of Throne-ish, like building these relationships going yes on. exactly but it, but it's not overwhelming no maybe in that first scene when they when king orm meets with the with the with uh with drogo what's his name what's uh, that king king Narius. there yeah. we go um but anyway okay so they escape and correct me if i'm wrong maybe i missed something here i don't how did mira know where to go how did she know to go to the Sahara? Because um, in the previous scene, they talked oh, about they had no idea. Didn't they have it that was device just this, that led them there? That's what I mean. They had this recording mm-hmm. that Oh, because said, the, the clue said where... Because I believe Momoa says it himself. Okay. Where it says where the desert or where the water dried. I believe okay. like it was a desert. Because it used to be one of the kingdoms, right? Yeah. I'm, but they knew where to go. Once upon a time. It was a dried... I must I'm have missed that sure, part. Yeah. It was a dried up kingdom, essentially. It, and it was one of the clues you said, though? All right, yeah. well, moving on. Okay, eventually they get there. I mean, if we're talking about that, they act- I thought the appearance of Mira within the whole movie was kind of random to begin with, really. Like, she kind of just appeared in the beginning of the movie, which I well, thought was kind of Well, she was already a part of the uh, BBS. Yeah. Or no, uh, I'm sorry, Justice League. Justice League, So it's yes. not super random if you but, saw the movie. Yeah, that, that's true. Okay, that, that's a fair point, actually. I forgot she was even in that movie, to be honest with you. All right, so then, yeah, they go to get fetch the Trident or whatever at that point. Okay, so at yes. this point... The movie changes to an an uncharted movie. I guess it turns to a, minute, a Nathan yeah. like Aquaman becomes Nathan Drake and Mira becomes even the music changed. It became sure. kind of like bouncy and cartoony. Mm-hmm. Like Very, it got really weird for me at this point. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan like a of swashbuckling uh, adventure. Yeah. Because I felt like she had her own style of music. It was very Tron-esque. Like, it was very kind of, yeah. interesting. And then his that. was not. It was like more rock, okay. I guess you can yeah. say. I wasn't a fan of they that. They had their own themes, I guess. And then, well, we're at the part now where they... Oh, no, first they go to the desert. Yep. And then they find another map, correct? Or... So, to, to further <laughs> compare this to Dragon Ball Z, she has a Dragon Ball tracker, basically. Oh, my God. <laughs> right. That's how they used to the find the, the temple. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's... I guess you could say the, that's true. It's the closest thing to a Dragon Ball Z live-action movie we got, and it's good. Right. So, then they get a, another clue that leads them to Italy at that point, right? Which is when they and end up running into the, Black Mana. When I felt, well, before that, I felt like it was so unnecessary. I felt like I was watching a Disney movie. Sure. Was that little like love scene that was going on where uh, she yeah. ate that flower and he ate it. It felt like, very it, much like. That was like, you can develop a relationship just by. I think it was, <laughs> there was some of that. But I feel like a lot more of it had to do with getting Mira to like the surface world. Sure. 
There was there was some of that in those scenes as well. Like you're not wrong. There was some a, a weird like Beauty and the Beast type <laughs> romance thing going on between yeah. them. Yeah, uh, it was all right. And but I I could have maybe appreciated a little more dialogue between them rather than just random little silly scenes that I feel like were unnecessary. Swoon. Again, it's pretty. He's hot. We get it. Right. So <laughs> can we jump ahead a little bit? Because again, uh, I was I was kind of talking about Black Man. Again, I don't want this to run too too long. It's only an hour, hour twenty. Oh my god, is that all? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Fair Mata enough. Comes. Um, okay, yeah. So, so Black well, Man comes. Uh, re- before we get into it, uh, sure. Well, we should go back. Uh, so it turns out that my voice cracked there that's all right he's really excited about this scene guys yep (laughs) it's revealed to us that um king orm actually had partnered with black manta and orchestrated the attack on the meeting that he was having with the other king okay essentially uh which is why the submarine was there and blew up you know the council to begin with yes and uh, so Oh, we didn't even talk about this part. So, so now that we're in spoilers. So sure, earlier in the movie, when Aquaman uh, Ray is, rescues the submarine and Black Manta is there, he's actually there with his father. And yes. there's they, Black they, Manta and his father they, go at it, um, as well as Black Manta himself. And Aquaman ends up defeating both of them. And it's pretty easily for the most part, oh, yeah. except for the part where he gets a grenade launcher blasted into his chest. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> but he, he, his... Black Manta's father gets ends up getting pinned by what looks like a missile of some sort, and the the submarine is flooding. And Aquaman's about to leave them for dead, and Black Manta says tries to stop him and be like, "You need to help him, help my father." Um, and Aquaman just like, "You got yourselves into this. I'm leaving." So he essentially leaves them both to die. Yeah. And Aquaman, uh, I'm sorry, Black Manta is forced to leave by his father. His his he doesn't want to leave his father behind. He's refusing, but his father basically forces his hand by having a grenade. Yeah. Very Terminator two esque. <laughs> Actually good yeah. <laughs> um yeah, and so he, he reluctantly leaves. But he's he's again this goes back to what I said earlier about him the character being very the actor that is being very good at portraying the emotion. You can tell he's very, very he's struggling with this very hard, leaving his father behind. Oh yeah. Um yeah. and he takes it very, very scene. strongly. Yes, without a doubt i just felt like that part was kind of superhero-esque the whole you make me proud this was your father my my father's knife now i'm gonna pass it on to you like that all happened and but i like how they did that with the villain not the hero they didn't really use that trope with the the hero it gave good motivation for him to hate it feels like it's been done I mean, it has, but again, I just felt it because the actor was so good at, like, at portraying I thought the actor was great. I thought him mourning over his father's death was amazing. (coughs) I think you didn't need to have that scene, and it still would have fit perfect. Sure, but I very much enjoyed it. Okay. I, I guess it just gave more camera time and you realizing that these, this is a father and you know, son and they care about each other. You know other. what? I would even disagree with that. I feel like you needed this scene in order to have to, to, to feel Black Manta's hatred for Aquaman. For Aquaman. Yeah, there, he's got to have a motive in order to be a villain. You he know? didn't save his father. Exactly. Mm-hmm. He, left, he left him for dead, essentially. I mean, they were bad people, obviously. Terrible. Why should he even care to save them? Which is why he didn't to begin well, with. And he tells him he's that. still upset. He said, you're a pirate. You chose this life. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yar. The sea can save you now, or he says something, something like later. that. Yeah. So going so, back to him, yes, in the uh, desert. So he gets. Yeah. <laughs> so Black Manta gets um, uh, Atlantean technology from mm-hmm. uh, King Orm, yes. and he modifies it somehow because apparently he he's an expert he, in like, Atlantean well, technology. Apparently, yeah, there's, there's there's a pretty cool like Iron Man like suit kind building of, scene yeah. kind of a thing going on. Um, he, he essentially builds the Black Manta suit, but then he there, this is the 
comedy that didn't land quite for me. It was a small little bit, but when he's building the suit and all, and he puts the helmet together, the original helmet, which is a little smaller, and I guess, like, the eye lasers blast, and it almost, like, shoots his head off, and he just says, I'm gonna need a bigger helmet. It just, I just... That was fine know. for me. I don't know. What, was it? There was, was the there was the peeing I, on the, I, the I earlier in this. Said something so much better than what does a bigger helmet have to do with it? Like, I don't know. Sue, I feel how like would that solved the problem. I think that was the studio's way of head. just introducing because a black man's helmet in the comic books looks very ridiculous. It is ridiculous. He looks like Hey Arnold, like he's got the football shaped helmet. Okay. And so I feel like that was just the studio's excuse of giving an explanation as to why it needed to be it's so, so weird looking. Big. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I guess. So it didn't bother me too much. Okay. I'll give yeah. you that. But anyway, the the action sequence uh, when Black Manta catches when Black up Manta with catches Aquaman. up with them with a squad of uh, of Atlantean soldiers with him, mm-hmm. very fun, fucking great. Mm-hmm. Again, action so good in this movie. Yep, so good. Uh, you actually see a lot of it in that extended trailer I mentioned several episodes yeah. back. But still God, great. it's it was still a good. For me, so I'm, I'm happy for that at least. Yeah, it was it was without a doubt incredible. But yeah. anyway, since we're running low on time, we won't talk too much about that. Um, so after this, they uh, there's a few clues that they follow, and they they have a heading to go to the the trench. That's the next area that this, this puzzle, this trail is being is leading them to. And so they go there, and this is where I felt James Wan really like his horror Dude, background yes. really came through because was, you start to learn what their trench is. Yeah, it's referenced multiple times in the movie, and you're like, oh, the trench. His mama sacrificed to the trench. What is the trench? Yeah, you don't really know what that means. And then you learn. <laughs> yeah. And then there's these like fish creatures that are just absolutely vicious. They're 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 hostile and they're they're almost akin to giant piranhas it looks like. They they they're just they they will eat you without a second thought. And so they they take a boat there because Aquaman is injured in the fight with Black Manta. They're in a fishing boat. Yes. And actually before that if I may reference really quickly. So, yeah, um, refer back to the past. In that fight against Black Manta, he's actually like tossed off a cliff smashes his head in multiple times oh yeah beached rocks and essentially just almost drowns he's left for dead once again and ultimately defeated in this scene oh, yeah um before presumably I, he dies yeah or maybe he doesn't and then aquaman is on the way with mira to this next kingdom which is the trench one thing i did like about this is this i don't know if dichotomy is a difference but just the stark difference between what the trench are compared to all the other kingdoms within the uh, the ocean because they're all kind of regal in their own way they have a level of sophistication they're not beasts necessarily but like you mentioned peter these are just living walking piranhas that are just completely vicious and quite horrific I would they say mention as well. it briefly in the movie somewhere there's a there's a line that yes. says something that like that some after the the kingdoms of atlantis split up mm-hmm. that some some people went off and did this some people went off and did that and they say something along the lines others of reverted. others reverted yeah yes. so you kind of get a tease to it but then More you see it state. yes exactly yeah. and then it's freaking they're pretty horrifying and the scene is are. done very well it's like a it's oh, there's yeah. a horror scene in this a without a doubt very slightly yeah. yeah and like the music and just the sheer cinematography eventually they have to flee the boat that they're on and then eventually dive into what is known as the kingdom of the yeah. trench they discover that the wow. that they're these creatures are afraid of light because they're just so used from to the darkness deep. they're from the deep yes. and so they, they they take a flare with them and then can they, they go, dive underwater can flares go underwater i was them? wondering that too because i had no fucking Some idea are meant to do that yeah Oh, okay. Okay. Because again, if you're out there and you're shipwrecked, you need to be able to get get help. Okay. And if it's raining terribly or waves, anyway. Okay, makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, that was done very well. Mm -hmm. And then the you definitely feel um, feel 
worried for these characters, I oh. think. Even with the flare, like, just the amount of these creatures that is shown. It's thousands. It's, uh, it's <laughs> go ahead, continue. Well, yeah, it's literally thousands. And the way, the, uh, yeah. you see a bit of this in the trailer, how they dive down with the light and you just see a bunch of them, like, kind of circling, around, circling them. around them. It was ridiculous. And it gets even worse as, the, as they go deeper. Oh, yeah, deeper and deeper, the more trouble they get into. It kind of reminded me of... Um, of the first Lord of the Rings film, Fellowship of the Ring, when they're in the Mines of Moria, and all of a sudden, near the end, all those orcs and goblins are crawling from the ceilings and the walls, and yes. they're just completely outnumbered, and there's no, absolutely no hope whatsoever. It was pretty akin to that for me, personally. Yeah, that's a pretty good comparison. Sure. Uh, but anyway, they, ended, they end up uh, fighting their way through it, or more so just running through it, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they reach a giant, like, whirlpool underwater mm-hmm. and yeah. they they reluctantly jump through because they really have no choice they're surrounded it's either that or die yes exactly and then they end up in the center of the earth somehow yeah. like in an air pocket in the center of the earth yes. which whatever comic book movies make sense dinosaurs Dino- Dino- there was dinosaurs there was flying dinosaurs tarzan there. yeah there were pterodactyls and you stuff. ever see the you ever see the tarzan cartoon Yes. Show where there was like that secret underground place that turned into like a dinosaur. I don't know area. if I remember that, yeah. to be honest with you. I'm old. Damn. <laughs> not. I, yeah, that's what I it reminded totally me of. About that. It, it reminded me of uh, How to Train Your Dragon 2, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. Never Have saw any of those. Okay, there's mm-hmm. a part in the second one where they find like this hidden, hidden like kingdom of dragons. Anyway, moving on. Anyway, moving on. So they jump through that. Uh, Mira ends up getting. Uh, Mira and Aquaman end up getting separated. Mira gets rescued by uh, a humanoid. Uh, a person uh, presumably it and looks like the trench a little bit at least kind of looks like yeah and so um she he she this person takes mira ashore and aquaman catches up and that's when it's revealed to us that his mother it's his mother and she's yes. actually alive and that she's actually been surviving for 20 years in this little air pocket um which i didn't see coming at all i don't know if this is maybe in the comic books or something but i that could legit legitimately took me by surprise i thought that was actually pretty cool i was excited to see her again i knew it it was her the moment like the camera didn't go up to who it was i was like i figured i figured it out at that point yes but like i'm just saying leading up to this i didn't expect to see her no yeah i thought she was gone i I thought it was weird that yeah that it was too bad that we didn't get to see what happened to her but just by being explained but then it was (laughs) was a nice surprise to see oh no she actually survived and she was fine Mm-hmm. so to speak but it was cool that she mentioned like she's tried to escape this realm that she's in multiple times but the only way to do so is that there is this pathway this this cave if you will that leads to the true the trident of uh atlan atlan, atlan mm-hmm. thank you yes um and the only, that's the only way that you can possibly have a chance of being able to be ocean master i guess is if you possess this trident and the thing is she's tried well, the, to but well, the thing a beast is within this Yes. Well, the thing is, if you if you have this trident, then you prove yourself to be the true heir to Atlantis or yes. something like that. Mm-hmm. So you don't need it to become the Ocean Master, but oh, it, fair enough. it kind of gives you a claim to the throne, I guess. <laughs> like a little more leeway, I guess, if you will. Like, but yeah, yeah, to put it lightly. It's like a bargaining chip, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> right? Well, but I've got the magic fork, yeah, 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 pretty much. <laughs> but yeah. But yeah, so whatever, whatever. Again, they're all about tradition and stuff. So like yes. everybody in the ocean knows about the. Le- At this point, we should mention that, or we should have mentioned this a while ago. Actually, that the trident's existence itself is even a legend. Yes. So to bring that to, to to claim something like that, something of legend, would was definitely a very good bargaining chip. Right. Um. She said that there's been multiple warriors that have tried to claim this trident, but none have survived. And then you quickly learn why, because. Again, she's mentioned that she's tried multiple times. She's not worthy and capable of getting it. And so it's Aquaman's time to shine and actually do something. And so he goes into this cave 
and immediately he's kind of overpowered and he can't handle what's in there. Uh, giant claws and tentacles are swiping at him from the deep and dark, and you can't tell exactly what it is that's attacking him. All of that you know is that it is absolutely gigantic, but he's able to speak with it and actually converse with it, which is something that the creature is surprised by because no other person that, that has gone in there, aside from Atlan, was able to actually communicate with it, which shows his worthiness, I would say. So I was. Oh, this goes back to the, the scale and how this movie yes. uses it very well because you feel, even though you don't see the entirety of this creature, you just see its tentacles, you feel just how huge this thing is. And even more scale revealed later on, too. Uh, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, but I, I gotta say, hmm. I was confused as to this Guardian's purpose after she reveals to him, like... Only, like, you have to, Trident has to deem you worthy himself mm-hmm. in order to actually take the Trident out of his, oh, his yeah, corpse. So, yeah, so we, I was like, what was the point of the Guardian if that was the ultimate deciding factor? She's just an ultimate cock block, I guess. Pretty yeah. much, like, not, yeah. You can't even get close to the Trident, even if you are worthy, I guess. That was weird. It was still cool, but that was, right. that, I thought I found that very strange. I guess added worthiness to it. Uh, I she guess. kind of reminded me of, like, Shalab the Spider from The Hobbit and stuff like that. Or Lord of the Rings as well. Anyway, more geeky lore. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, ultimately he proves that he is worthy because he's able to communicate with this beast. She realizes it's a she. You can tell by like it's like a feminine voice to her. Mm-hmm. Um, says that okay. Essentially, alludes to him being worthy. He he's able to grasp the the trident, take it from King Triton or not King Triton. The fuck was his name? Atlan. Thinking of yeah. mermaid. It doesn't help that. Mira looks like Ariel the whole entire time. I, anyway. I, there were some moments where the part where she eats the rose, I was, I was just like, this is very like a Dingle Hopper, <laughs> Little Mermaid type moment. <laughs> good, good reference. Yeah. I was ready for a, a Little Mermaid reference the entire movie, but they didn't take low hanging. They made a Pinocchio fruit. reference. Yeah, they yeah. did. Okay, there that was that one. Fair enough. Disney exists in the, the DCEU apparently. Yep, yeah, yeah, it's a thing, and so that must mean that Marvel does as well somewhere in there. At least Marvel movies, for that matter. Con- confirmed. <laughs> Aquaman confirms it. So anyway. Aquaman proves his worthiness. It jumps to a scene where um, the the gentleman trying to claim the, the title as Ocean Master, what's his name, King Orm? King Orm. We should probably mention that while they're going on this Uncharted adventure to, yeah. to find the Trident, that he is actually uh, going around to the different kingdoms, making alliances, and yes. in some way, in, in some instances, just forcing their hand. By force, and which is what we jump into near the end of this movie where he's fighting he's like talking to these not even talking to them i'm sorry he's raging uh, waging a war against these like crustacean crab right, i want to say it was called kingdom of the brine something like that yeah. that, that would make but, sense but crap people i'm gonna say with crap people it's, it's, it's it's the, crap crap people. people. The, the pinchers crap. if you will yeah. but yeah it was actually that was like one of my favorite scenes of the entire movie yeah like, the, the way that they waged war against one another like the, the crab people if you will the kingdom of the brine had like these gigantic creatures like crabs and lobster-like crustaceans shooting cannons and catapults and such against mm-hmm. the higher technology of you will that Atlantis had at their disposal along with the other kingdoms that they took over yeah. it was just like a scene uh, like like you've said Peter multiple times and you John as well the scale of this movie throughout these different scenes is unfathomable until you actually get to see it and I wish I would have seen it in a bigger theater really just cause yeah the sound effects were awesome the cinematography was amazing and then all of a sudden you see the beast that was attacking Aquaman while he was trying to get the Triton burst out of the uh, underneath the ocean floor and then is like Pretty much Cthulhu, if you will. Yeah. We should mention that Aquaman does get the trident. I mean, I yeah, feel like that was implied, no, yeah. but I don't think we said it. AJ said it. Oh, he did? He okay, never mind. He proved his worthiness. Okay. He was able to get the trident. Gotcha. From whatever, King Atlan. And then, yeah, th- then that's when you see really 
the sheer scale of what this movie is capable of, because that thing is bigger than anything Huge, you've yeah. ever seen within the entire movie. It's bigger than any warship by tens times the size. It's able to take all sorts of artillery fire. You do see that it gets injured a little bit, and I was actually worried about it yeah. for a moment. But, but ultimately, then, that thing was yeah. a wrecking machine. Like, it was overwhelmingly powerful and again i love how they handled the scale you yes. really feel just how huge this thing He's is a spec compared to her like it's really yeah. awesome like she's got like these gigantic like crab hammer type claws but then gigantic tentacles as well it, it's it's amazing to see so i don't know if this, this is a creature from like. the comic books or anything because they actually reference this creature earlier in the movie there's yes. i think it's the this uh, when we're still in the beginning, actually, at, uh, Queen Atlanta is actually telling the story of this creature to her, 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 her son as a toddler. Yes. So maybe that's from the comic books. I don't know. Played by Julie Andrews, I, I, actually, I... as well. Wait, what? Oh, I'm sorry. The, the voice of the creature, that's all. Oh, really? Yeah. That's Classic cool. Classic British actress, yeah. I, no, no. Okay, cool. That's awesome. Um, Princess Diaries. Go on. I'm sorry. <laughs> um <laughs> And Mary Poppins. And oh, yeah. oh, oh my God, you're absolutely right. You didn't know that? I forgot that. I was my mom told me that when I was a little kid. So Surpri- that, surprised that, yeah. that wasn't your first one. You went with Princess Diaries. Uh, hey man, still not. It's movie. a good movie, but like, <laughs> but I'm, I'm just surprised. Princess as well. Diaries on SD Geek Pod. I love it. Great. Um, <laughs> Moving on. Anyway, so, the war wages. It's pretty awesome. Aquaman makes this heroic return. And ultimately has to challenge his brother once again. Once again. But this time he does it on the surface. They do it on the uh, an emerged what, like submarine type ship that they have. Yeah, the, uh, an Atlantean submarine, if you will. Yes. Or to them, airplane. I don't know. <laughs> again, this action sequences are fucking incredible. It was a fun fight scene, for yes. sure. And so uh, Aquaman is equipped with Atlan's trident, and they basically have a rematch uh, of their, their previous fight. But now that they're not mm-hmm. underwater, Aquaman is a bit more comfortable Yes. He, he's more familiar with being able to fight outside of water. I have to interrupt real quick. Sure. I, I like that the way the vizier, Volker, whatever his name was, I forget, Volko. Volko. Um, he was pretty much telling him, like, you know, you had to fight him in his element, make the bastard fight in yours, so to speak, you know, to paraphrase. Yeah. And that's the whole reason as to why they fight in the surface. Speaking of Volko, mm-hmm. um, how... Go ahead. Okay, so King Orm brings up that he that he knew uh, that... that that um that Volko was actually helping Aquaman the entire time. Yes, he, he does essentially get betray him, yeah. and that he he knew that he's been helping him since he was a kid. So why the fuck didn't he do anything about it until now? Uh, I did I miss know. something? Is this another thing that I just like kind of slept on? Because you never really find out when he knew or when he figured it out, right? It never shows. They when. don't tell you anything. It's yeah. just all of a sudden it's he just knows. Like, oh, but I've known all along. Yeah, or whatever. But it's like. But how did you know, and when did you find out? Because that is kind of a plot hole. I mean, it's fine, like, if he knew. But, yeah, why would he wait till then? It didn't really add anything to the story that he found out. Why would you do that? Why not go to the surface and whack him as a kid, you know? Yeah. Or whatever, when he's younger, when he doesn't have as much power. Yeah, I don't... I didn't get it, but whatever. It it is what it is. Movie's still great. Ultimately, fun fight scene for sure. Yeah, incredible fight scene. So... <clears throat> yeah, earlier in the movie, we forgot to mention that uh, after the after Aquaman and Black Manta uh, fight, and then uh, Black Manta is ultimately defeated, Aquaman and Mira are talking, and he he Aquaman says that he he knew Black Manta before he was Black Manta. He yeah. he, he recalls that what happened on the submarine and how he probably should have handled it he realizes he that he should have handled it differently with his feelings yes he he, he says that, that because he was because he left them both to die he he created an enemy an enemy yeah. that almost killed him and almost hurt, hurt mira as well mm-hmm. whom at this point in the movie he cares very deeply for yeah um so because of this 
uh, as he's about to deliver the, the killing blow to King Orm, he, he stops himself. Yeah. He, he actually spares his life because uh, I guess he doesn't want to create another. He doesn't want to repeat that same mistake. Yes. Yeah. he's Also, he's human. And it, the, uh, the whole time King Orm wants to be killed because he, again, like you mentioned multiple times, the, the underwater, uh, I guess, kingdoms, they're very traditional. traditional. And so it's only fair that he lost so he gets to be killed. So it just goes to show his huma- um, Aquaman's humanity. And the whole time they're kind of referencing that. Aquaman is the ultimate ruler of the sea because not he. I guess he's a, he has a taste of both. You know, he has the power of the sea, but he also has the power of understanding human free will and the right to be free. I guess you could say, yeah. and just to have empathy for others. I guess I, I, that's how I thought of yeah, it. Yeah, he is the only one of his of, his, uh, of that um, he's lineage. He's yeah, he's the only half Atlantean, half human. He's the very first. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just not something that everybody else is used to dealing with. I guess they're used to their traditions. Mm-hmm. But again, that's what makes him ultimately worthy is that he has, I guess, the best of both worlds, you could say. Yes. So his life is spared. Um, This is when Queen Atlanta uh, shows back up. Everybody's Mm -hmm. shocked, especially King Orm. His mother's alive after all these years. You could definitely feel that he's overwhelmed with emotion. Like, he's just shocked that she's alive. He maybe has some regrets as to the things that he was doing. Yeah. It's never outright said, but it's the impression that I got anyway. I I, I could agree with that, too. Yeah, Um, to a level. But ultimately, he's he's taken to the dungeons. He is is not killed, but he is taken prisoner for the things that he's done. And I loved what Aquaman said as he's being taken away, is that he's like... When you're ready, let's talk. Yes. So, like, he's not ready to just throw away his relationship with his brother and just cast him aside. He wants to be able to, be, to have an ally and a friend and a brother, of all things. Yeah. Uh, after all this time. So, I think that was really cool. That yes. was a really nice touch. Yep. So, the movie ends. Uh, Aquaman has saved the day. He becomes the queen of Atlantis. The and queen? Qu- queen, whatever. Did, you say queen? Did I say queen? It's king of Atlantis. A, uh, whatever. He's, got the, he's got the hair for it. <laughs> he's pretty enough for it. Fair enough. <laughs> Whatever he wants to be called. King, right, Queen. Exactly. It's 2018. Yeah. Almost 2019 as of the airing of this episode. Moving on. Uh, but anyway, he becomes sure. the king of Atlantis and the, and they all live happily ever after. Yes. Until post-credits. Until post-credits. It is revealed <laughs> that Black Manta is actually alive. Whoa. Oh, shit. You never actually see him die. You just see him get the shit beaten out of him by some rocks. Yeah. That he falls to his supposed death to. Yeah. But yeah, that was kind of cool. End. You see that he's kind of floating adrift, and then some ship finds him, right? I was half expecting for there to be another um, uh, Unjustice League reference. Like, maybe, like, um, what's his name? Uh, the, the bald dude? The bad guy? What the hell's his name? Bald dude, ba- bad guy. Jesse Bottoms. Eisenberg char- ca- character. Oh, Lex Luthor? Oh, there yeah. you go. I don't know why I drew a blank on his name. Oh, I was oh, half oh. expecting Lex Luthor to show up and, like, invite oh, him sure. into their ranks. Of oh, the, that'd the... be kind of cool. He already recruited Deadpool, didn't he? Or not Deadpool, I'm sorry. Deadpool. Deadpool. <laughs> Deadpool. Oh, my God. You guys are all over the more place. serious Deadpool. That's good. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. That, wasn't that a thing? Uh, yeah, so, yeah, that was a thing. That would actually be kind of cool. I wouldn't mind there being, like, a reverse Avengers thing, but instead of... Heroes being recruited, it's villains. That's what I thought that they were going to be going that for. Now. Yeah. Can we have that? Why didn't we have <laughs> we that? We sort of have that. Shazam, do yeah. it. Please. Um, you see this in Jesse Pod, right? Sure. Okay. <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> but anyway, Black Manta's alive, and he still hates Aquaman, and so it's a setup for a sequel, yeah. which we will probably... This movie did great overseas. I'm, really yeah, yeah. I'm sure it's going to do great this weekend. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. Um, so we're going to get a sequel. Yep, and sure. the and also Warner Brothers is not going to stop making these movies anytime soon. Nah, no, nor should especially they. They're no, no, yeah, they're 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 good now so far. 
There's so one. one. Well, two. Two are good. Two. two. I think they've seen the, the rest of them waist. are ass. Hey. <laughs> Yeah, I said they're it. They're not the best. Well, I mean, they're, PG Chava. Yep. They're, there you go. <laughs> For sure. Ass. So ultimately, what are you guys rating this one? Rant. Skip it. Rant. Bye. I'm going to say rant. I'm okay. going to say bye. Okay. I, I love love the visuals, love the cinematography, the action, the story, everything about it. It's a buy. It'll be a fun addition to a collection. I don't know if it'll be a part of my collection yet. I feel like buy is so hard to, to I guess... I guess suggest nowadays because of streaming services and such. But at the same time, if again, if you're a huge DC fan or an Aquaman fan nowadays, anyway, um, this could be a great part of your collection. Jump as on a, that bandwagon or DVD for sure. Um, I, this again, I want to see this on a huge TV because again, like the, we've said multiple, multiple, multiple times now, the scale of this movie is awesome to see. Um, so and to witness for sure. See it in theaters for sure it is worth the price of admission in my opinion. I'm going to probably rent it, or, or I'm sorry, rent it for sure, but probably buy it overall if I take the time to. We'll see. I think it was a fun movie, though, for sure. Out of the two, what's your guys' pick? Oh, of the two. Bumblebee and Aquaman. What would you say Aquaman? wins this weekend? Aquaman, yeah. I might go with Bumblebee, personally. See, Not even to play like a more, more money, or what was the better story? What was the better movie? Oh, Bumblebee. Overall? I think Bumblebee I liked a little bit I more. like Bumblebee a little bit more. Really? I liked yeah. Aquaman, but Bumblebee was more my jam. A little yeah. bit more, just a little bit more. I think I cared about the characters a heck of a lot more. It was. It wasn't like, very like cheesy, cheesy scenes. There were some the jokes cheesy landed scenes and a little bit more for me. me. Yeah. Ultimately, I think I'd have to go with Bumblebee. That's just me though. Damn, yeah. all three of us expected very little of Bumblebee. Yeah, like, but that's why I'm glad it was such a surprise. Yeah. Maybe that's part of it. Yeah, I'm happy to be surprised by that little bastard <laughs> kid wasn't behind us. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I should I should also mention something else funny happened when sure. I went to go see Aquaman with my girlfriend. Mm. We went to an AMC, and a lot of their theaters uh, have reclining seats now, that's and so ours fun. were broken. Oh, so both of the movies of I bitch. went to go see this weekend, I had. Bad issues experience. with the theater, but that didn't distract me from how good the movies were. I had issues with my recliner too, but it that wasn't fucking techni- kid though. God it wasn't damn. technical issues. It was some asshole ignorant lady that didn't notice. Anyway, I'll get into that. Or she pretty much had like gift bags, but in front of my, in front of the foot of my chair. So I couldn't recline. Otherwise, I would have knocked her. You should have. Should have. I would have one hundred percent. I probably should have, but I just let it go. I, I part of me wanted to think like once it turned dark and when the movie started. Do it a little bit and see if she catches on, but I let it go. Whatever. My ass fell asleep halfway through, but I was all right. But anyway, that about does it for this episode. Be on the lookout for the next one because we do have some other stuff we're going to talk about. But again, as I mentioned in episode 10, if you happen to be a part of a a company affiliated with one that would like to sponsor us, please let us know. You can email us at sdgeekpod at gmail.com. Also, if you have topics or questions for future episodes, we will shout you out. Again, email us or find us on Instagram and Twitter at sdgeekpod or sdgeekpod at gmail.com. That about does it for this episode. Any parting words, you guys? Love you guys. And the SDGeek is for this week. Santa touched the geek. Nice. It happened, guys. Where did the bad man touch you? (laughs) I don't want to talk about it. You can't even speak about it. All right. Well, that about does it for this one. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great one later. Peace. Bye. Check, check, check. Check, check, check. Check your booty.